0: Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook, download at www.audibletrial.com slash outnowpodcast. Over 100,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. That's www.audibletrial.com slash outnowpodcast.
1: Previously on Out Now with Aaron and Abe.
0: Abe, I've got a bad feeling about this podcast.
1: Really? Elaborate, please.
0: Well, it reminds me of this time I had to perform a recording in a location foreign to me. It involved me racing across a room of sleeping people as I made sure to establish an internet connection before getting started. Everything was basically going well, despite running out of time, which was great until this. Sorry, big- Aaron.
1: Uh, we're gonna have to cut you the story short as something big is headed our way. Uh,
0: a elaborate?
1: Yeah, I'm working on the exact details and specifics, but it seems to be something big in the form of a massive clutter originating from a short piece of blah blah, blah
2: blah
0: blah blah blah. Abe? Abe? what what, what do I do now? Hey, what's up? Oh hey hey Jordan, wanna wanna host the show with me? Sure. All right, cool, problem solved. Wait a minute, I forgot my introduction. <laughs> in, in, introduction. Introduction. We are now recording. This is Out Now with Aaron and Abe. I am Aaron, and as always, this is... Abe! Hello! Hello! Out Now is a film podcast Abe and I discussing new movies weekly. We also bring in a discussion about the latest movie trailers, box office results and predictions, a callback to past films similar to the main film of the week, games, and other fun stuff. This is episode 123. One, two, three. ABC. Thank you. And we are... We are today... (laughs) Wonder who that is. Today, <laughs> change that intro to Grumpy Gus. Uh, today we're talking about Gravity, um, the new film from Alfonso Cuaron starring George Clooney and Sandra Bullock. Highly anticipated, right Abe? You'd say so? Yeah, I, I'd say so. I'm in a good mood, Abe.
1: <laughs> Festive.
0: Just want to let you know, I'm in a good mood. I, I'm generally in a good mood, I love doing it. This is my favorite time of the week, doing the podcast with you. And, you know, whatever Aww. schlubs we get to be on this podcast.
3: Aww. But, <laughs>
0: But uh, no, I, I, I'm in a very good mood. I've had a very good weekend, and we were going to talk about a film that I think we all kind of mostly liked. So um, we'll see. We'll get there. But joining us to discuss Gravity, we have writer for Forbes. He once guided himself from one side of a 10-foot pool to another with minimal oxygen, Scott Mendelson. Hello. It was hard. I almost died. And <laughs> writer for Damn Dirty Blog, the man who has never said no to a game of space ping pong, Jordan Grout.
2: Oh, that's so right. Hello. <laughs> How are you guys doing?
0: I'm really?
4: doing well. Space ping pong sounds like fun.
0: Yeah, yeah. It, uh, <laughs> sounds hard. I'm trying to think what the last time we had a, a Scott Jordan show on, like besides a commentary, because we were doing we did
4: the well, commentary. Oh, I have a been on Man of Steel, which so depressed me that it's, I, it's like, oh, I can't go on. What else is there <laughs> to look forward
0: to? So we got the entire summer out of the way, in which I wrote an article criticizing the summer of 2013. Pretty now much. Scott it back on. It's
4: like, "Ugh, oh, I can't. Uh, uh, whatever.
0: And of course, but no. Well, pulling, his own, pulling his own way, we have Jordan as well. Ooh, it's such an honor. Good. Glad to have you. Glad to have both of <laughs> you. All right, a couple announcements here. First off, iTunes reviews and ratings. It helps us out if you guys were like, log on iTunes, give us a star rating, write maybe a sentence or something. Not that hard. Give us a review. It helps promote the awareness of the show. It helps other people find our show. And it's just an all-around good thing to do. We'd be, we're, we're So we get we get, get jumpingly gleeful when that happens. But if you were to do that, and like, let us know in some way, like podcast or podcast, or email us, whatever, we'd enter you into a contest, a raffle. We'd gather all the names from this raffle once we get you know a good solid number of reviews. And the winner of that raffle, two winners I'm going to
2: choose, we will get... We'll die. We'll get... Yeah, we'll die. <laughs> <laughs>
0: they'll, get a, they'll get a double pack of Blu-rays. I got some really cool Blu-ray options to give people. And, uh, oh my I, god, I, I'm, I'm just... going to create
2: so many emails and write great reviews. <laughs> Hey, <laughs> it only helps us. Show Every, everyone yeah. wins. Yeah, <laughs> only, I
0: know. The only one that serves is the postman. I don't know why. I don't know why I said that. But nah, yeah. he, he's gonna have a good time too. I see. Yeah, they're not heavy. ITunes, <laughs> iTunes reviews and ratings. Good to get those. Happy to have them. Um, what else? Uh, once again, I was the last week. I mentioned I was a guest on the NSFW Gamer Podcast, talking about GTA Five. They had they had me back. I was on there again. And so again, I'm gonna plug them because they're good guys, Corey and Jeff nsfw gamer podcast they talk about video games for part of their website and nsfw gamer.com it's a fun video game podcast uh, and they're on podomatic so i believe it's you can just google it or look it up but uh, nsfw gamer dot probably dot podomatic.com if i had to guess but i'll put a link in the show notes um what else i was at the la podcast festival um yesterday which was wonderful if there was ever a place to have a good convention it was in santa monica when it's really sunny and, nice outside. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> But I got to see a lot of cool podcasts that I listen to, and I got to meet a lot of other people. And hopefully, some of those people are listening to this show now, being like, "Hey, I met that guy." Like, so. Um, but yeah, that was that was a fun experience. I had a lot of fun with that LA Podcast Festival. Um, and yeah, let's uh, let's just move on here, guys. Let's get to know everybody. Where uh, each week we ask each other a few questions to try to set the tone for the podcast. We better get to know everybody. And I'm gonna pull an audible and say Jordan should start this week.
2: Ooh, all right, uh, Scott. Yes what is, in your opinion, the most unnecessary twist ending ever?
4: Ooh, that's a good one. Um, Identity. Oh. Because oh, yeah. I liked the game it was playing with just, let's do a, you know, an all-star B-movie cast and play, and then there were none. For the first two thirds, it's actually a very engaging and entertaining movie. But a, the twist is stupid, and b, they reveal the twists with a good half hour to go, so you're watching for the last half hour, knowing that nothing you see has any actual consequence.
0: I like or... that twist though.
1: I was into that. It's
3: such a That's such well, a you're, strange twist
1: though. <laughs> 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 and the line he says is a uh, pretty bad. <laughs> the
0: Final line of the movie? Yeah, the the line from the I liked, from I liked, the uh, I li- yeah, the okay, killer. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. I dug it because it was such an, like a, not an average movie. I thought it was a pretty good movie. I mean, it was, it was such a B movie that it was like, all right, it threw something in there. So whatever. Well, if if
4: I may say, sounding like Dr. Cox played by John C. McKinley, who is in <laughs> Identity, you're wrong. Very, very wrong.
0: I love that he was channeling Justin Hoffman for that performance. That was yeah, <laughs> very spot on. High tension's my answer. I hate that movie. I hate that twist. That I agree with you.
2: Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah.
0: Piranha 3D, Zaladran, and Audra I should be ashamed of themselves. <laughs> Aaron, favorite Sandra Bullock movie? Uh, based on performance, I'd probably say Gravity, actually. Um, based uh movie, offhand, I'd say Speed, uh, yeah. even though it's not like a Sandra Bullock movie. It's a movie with Sandra Bullock in it, but I love Speed. Um, the drug, also the movie. <laughs> um,
1: I was going to make that joke right there. I beat you to <laughs> it. For making it. Yeah,
0: thanks beat for making it, it for me. <laughs> I crushed that one. <laughs> uh, let's see... Uh, anything that has congeniality too in the title I generally love uh, but it wasn't the case that time yeah no I probably I'd, I'd probably yeah I'd, I'd say I probably say gravity in terms of performance but like speed I, that. I mean I think I like gravity more than speed as well but still I like speed quite a bit so I'll shout that in Jordan yes what um what actor or actress has a soothing voice that you'd be comfortable hearing over a radio
2: oh Morgan Freeman his voice is like waking up on Christmas.
4: <laughs> I wish I could tell you Santa came this morning. I wish I could tell you he brought you all the presents you thought you were going to get. I wish.
0: <laughs> Rudolph flew through eight miles of clouds. <laughs> all right. Cumulate this clouds. His red nose lit the way. Dancer in France. didn't know what to do.
2: I'm done. <laughs> okay. yeah, yeah.
4: I would have to go with John Hurt for that one.
2: Hmm. Oh, hello. A, was- A-, A- B- was- you
0: have an dancer. <laughs> Apparently, he's just wildly British. <laughs> <laughs> Add out like that's the John Hurt impression. <laughs> has got the uh, stupid cockney accent. Good morning! I, I hope new listeners think that we just constantly do these amazing impressions all the time. They are amazing. <laughs> because they are, and it's true. We do do them. It we is time to-, to get
4: up in the morning and cook your breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that sounds better in my head than it does on the podcast. I love, <laughs> that, scene. I love
0: that scene in Alien when he says that. That's great.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, Abe. Uh, What film, in your opinion, has never been recognized um, by the film community? Like, what film is underrated, in other words?
0: That's, like, a legit good film that should deserve it, not just, like, a guilty pleasure?
1: Either one. Hmm. Underrated film. Uh, What's the one where Robin Williams is that weird serial killer and Al Pacino is... Jack. (laughs) (laughs) Insomnia. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Patch
4: Adams. Director's cut.
1: Bro so Boy. old. By the by, the time he's graduating high school, he's already gonna die. Insomnia. <laughs> Insomnia. Was that uh, that one Was I guess I was. It's
0: I don't like know. It's like it's crystal. It's a crystal Nol- and joint. Probably his weakest. Crystal well, and joint. I get no. I guess Scott Mend Big Bad Scott Mendelson over here would say Dark Knight rise was probably his weakest. No. <laughs> 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 yeah. No. You're putting words into Scott's mouth and he doesn't appreciate it.
4: <laughs> <laughs> but you should know me by this time enough to know a, a couple possibilities that I would throw out.
0: Underrated movies? Yeah, meet yeah, the Robinson's, of course.
4: What was that? Meet the Robinson's. Oh, of course, of course.
0: But oh, the thing is,
4: I would argue that the internet has created such a plethora of varying opinions that you can generally find someone that agrees with you for almost any movie or television show. So if I were to say, say, Sucker Punch, I can still find probably a half dozen critics that that would say, yes, it is terrific.
2: Yeah.
0: Even though the yeah,
4: general community true.
2: at
0: large would disagree with me. I mean, I mm-hmm. look at my top 10 films from last year and like I – I tried everything I could to say. Seeking a friend for the end of the world is one of the best movies. Oh, I yeah, love
2: that. Year. I mean, as, yeah. I did everything I could
0: for that one. Same you with Abe and I. For <laughs> it's frustrating uh, <laughs> that you know some <laughs> of my closest friends haven't seen this movie. Uh, Paranorman as well. I mean, I did. Yes, I yes, think Paranorman. all. I think and Seven Psychopaths. I mean, I, these are yeah. All of these are just movies that.
4: The critic on the back of that box is a certifiable genius.
0: <laughs> 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 is it uh, Scott Mance from Access Hollywood? <laughs> <laughs> no, the other Scott. Oh, oh, another Scott. Okay. <sighs> All right. Uh, Eric Yeah. yeah. Yes.
1: Uh, similar to your question earlier, if your inner voice sounded like George Clooney, would you be okay with that, or would you choose someone else?
0: Would I be okay with that? The Clooneyster? Yes. Or
1: you know, it could be Daniel Stern.
0: D- Daniel Stern.
1: <laughs> what? Daniel- <laughs>
0: This is where we click you a Wonder. A wonder yeah,
1: exactly. At that moment, Daniel Stern.
3: Yeah.
0: My dad just told me something that I thought I'd never forget. That Daniel. St- I don't know. Um. <laughs> I'm depressed now. No, the clone. The clonester. Clue bombs. Yeah. I, I mean, he dropping clue knowledge on me all the time. I love that. Oh my god.
4: I don't know. I'd have to go with with an attractive female voice that can sing to me, like Leah Michelle or Ashley Tisdale. I mean, (laughs) 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 pre nose job, pre nose job.
0: Uh, Better airflow, right? Yeah. I love that. I love that. I love that Bond villain pre nose job. He threw his hat around. Um, I mean, no, if, if George Clooney was the one thrown at me first, and then I had, like, other, I'd be like, well, okay, no, I'm good with this de- defeat the default option. If that's great, then yeah. Uh, I, should,
1: I should have pitted him against someone.
0: <laughs> well, you can't now, so <laughs> yes. Um, Scott. Yes. Because you probably have the most life experience of all of, of the three of us. Um, <laughs> have you ever been stranded somewhere with little ideas to how to get yourself out of a situ- of that situation? Uh, the closest thing I could think of is I was driving home
4: from a friend's house that lived you know, about 40 minutes away with Expressway, blah, blah, blah. It was late at night. And this, this was back when I would write down directions by hand off of Yahoo Maps. Boom. And the way to get back was different enough than the way to get there because the street was... That that street had a missing street sign. So it's like midnight. And my this was back when cell phones had a very limited number of minutes. I'm out of cell phone minutes. So the only reason I got home is I happened to stumble upon a gas station and ask for directions that happened to be open at, like, stupid o'clock. That was probably the closest <laughs> to the you know, stranded without a life raft type situation. I actually had two questions, but I forgot the second one. <laughs> I actually did come kind of prepared this time, but the second question was so mediocre that I've already forgotten it. Frequent guests of the show Scott Piddleson, everyone. Who I mean, <laughs> generally never remembers the, the darn questions. Um oh okay i i remember okay uh abe yeah um presuming that you would be rescued relatively unharmed would you rather be lost for a day at the bottom of the sea or in outer space
1: outer space bottom of the sea i'm not really sure uh you know what might come by yes, i've, I've seen fighting Nemo. there's some weird stuff oh. at the bottom of the sea including talking
0: fish well you're getting yes. res- you're getting rescued and you're going to be safe. Like Scott's telling you, you survive. Yes.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, you know, bottom of the sea, come on. I mean, there's so much pressure, so many atmospheres. It's, it's hey, kind
0: have, of, have you seen the core?
1: <laughs>
4: <laughs> I love that movie. There's a movie that didn't get the critical respect it deserved. True. I'm sorry. It's a disaster movie for art house nerds. It's like, of course we're going to get Stanley Tucci
0: and Delroy Lindo in this movie. Why not?
1: Delroy Lindo.
0: But anyway, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Who wants to name uh, another movie that both Delaware Lindo and Stanley Tucci are in? Um, because I can do it.
2: <laughs> the imposters.
0: Is he in? Is is Stanley Tucci in Get Shorty? Nope. A Life Less Ordinary. Oh,
4: oh, oh you are correct.
0: Danny Boyle, classic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> some well, say it. Some man. say it's his second best film. No one says that. That's no not true. <laughs> <laughs>
4: That's a film I haven't given a second thought to in fifteen years.
0: I own it on DVD. <laughs> you're, the, you're the one. I'm the one. You're looking at it right now. Yeah, I, I was writing my Criterion submission letter right now on the podcast. <laughs> is that everybody? Abe, so. did, did you have a second question? Did you yeah. Who has, I can
1: ask it to everybody. Uh, what is one thing that you could not live without if you had to travel into space for about six months?
4: My spacesuit.
1: Very true. That, that's going to be a given, though. <laughs> <laughs> They don't want. They don't want to. You know, to de-thaw I, your body on reentry.
0: I probably say a frisbee.
1: I, a frisbee. Okay.
0: I I generally have a frisbee everywhere I go. Um. So why not take one into space? That just seems like yeah. <laughs> um. Maybe put like a game or something on the back of it, <laughs> like so I can have something. To it's a crossword just, puzzle. Yeah, just like a away crossword puzzle.
4: I mean, uh, aside from the obvious, a way to communicate with my wife and kids. Yeah. Blah blah blah, boy. You know, blah 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 But yeah, you know. I... Oh, frankly, a tablet that actually would work for six months. Entertainment. You know, yeah. space is awesome, but at the end of the day, it's you're eventually going to get tired of staring out into black nothing.
0: Yeah, I was, I was discounting all those because, like, yeah, they'll be on, like, the ship or something. Yeah. A great uh, reception up there. Okay, fine. A Foreman Grill.
1: Oh, there you Ooh. go. Yeah, can't live without I like that. That's good. That was a good answer. Knocks up the fat.
4: Yeah.
0: Yes. Probably divide you it up. Could, into you take
4: place. the fat tray and throw it in outer space.
0: And I'd, love to see, <laughs> I'd love to see what fat looks like in Zero-G. <laughs> that's what I'm hoping has happens in the five Club sequel still fighting it
1: just burns through the atmosphere and makes Chicago taste delicious yeah <laughs> so specifically Chicago oh they have a lot of hot dogs there
0: I love this movie right. podcast
1: <laughs> <laughs> Cloudy of the chance of George Foreman grow grease
2: alright i say uh, the movie Gravity I'd want there you go. with me just to watch it yeah
0: yeah. Cool. Well, it
4: probably would be a better space movie than, you know, for morale than, you know, Event Horizon. <laughs>
3: right.
1: <laughs> but everyone does love Lawrence Fishburne.
0: Yeah. I love Larry. Um, <laughs> okay. I think that's how we play Know Everybody. I'm pretty sure. I think I know Jordan a little bit better at least. A little um, bit. A little bit. A little bit. Uh, let's go on to Out Quickies. Tim? Each week get Out Now we talk about one main movie of the week, but we always have other movies that we see during the week, so we have a little segment called Out Quickies. Jim. crush that one. Woo! Yeah. Woo! Uh, what it is, gonna gonna one of these to take. We should take all of those and put them in slow motion
1: and to see. Um, it's a... so fast! Wow. It just burns wow. the audience's ears. We
0: got out. Okay. So... Abe, have you seen any other movies this week?
1: I was gonna watch uh, Stories You Tell, but I didn't get a chance to see it yet. So you you have the means no, I haven't. To do yeah.
0: It. yeah. You have the it's means to do sadly. it. Sadly, yes. It, yeah. It's
1: awesome.
2: I have the means to do it.
1: Yes. Jordan, how about you?
2: I watched uh, Enough Said last oh, night. Oh, yeah, I want to see that still. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's it's good. It's really good. It's fun. It's light and has a few essences of life to think about. Uh, it, I I I enjoyed it. Scott, um, I saw Machete
4: Kills last night, Ooh. and without going into too many details, I had the same problem with it that I did with the Expendables too. In that it's you know it's it's more violent. It's more quote-unquote exciting, It's the jokes are broader, but it's also, it also really doesn't try to be a real movie at all. The first machete, Say What You Will, it was a real film with, perhaps simplistically, something to say about the immigration debate. I mean, it wasn't particularly profound, but it was a piece of political propaganda, and I appreciated that. Uh, this, you know, what's worse is not only does it really have nothing to say, but it, it keeps threatening to have something to say. You know, without going to details, the plot of one of the villains is basically to get revenge on America for ignoring the Mexican drug war and the the horrors that have, you know, been unleashed in Mexico because of that. That's interesting. There, that that would be rife. You know, that's a movie right there. But the movie really doesn't deal with that at
0: all. Um, it's just sort of topical seasoning, which annoys me.
3: Say um,
0: say say someone has nothing but venomous spite for Mel Gibson. What, what, <laughs> <laughs> As a setup. Um, Fair enough. Would you say that there is just enough of him where it wouldn't make too much of a difference to enjoy the rest of the movie? Um Does he have more than Steven Seagal does in the first film? Uh, about the same. Okay. I mean, I, I I let me put it this
4: way. His scenes are you know, he doesn't dominate the picture in any way, shape, or form. Good to know. Okay. Mm. I was, um I'll I'll just see the movie at this point. Yeah, I don't yeah. want
0: to ask any more questions.
4: Um but no, it's, it's whatever. And I saw it was two weeks ago, but I did see Twelve Years a Slave. Oh. Which is everybody as good as you've heard.
3: Ah, it's it awesome.
4: Is. Um I really think, without you know, spoiling the gravity review, that the Oscar race is gonna come down to Twelve Years a Slave versus Gravity, with the spoiler being some up with people feel good movie that the stereotypical Academy member says, Well, that's not depressing, so I'm gonna vote for you know saving Mr. Banks instead. <laughs>
0: Medea um, Christmas. I mean Gravity. Exactly. Gravity and Twelve Years of Slavery are so similar. I hope they don't split the vote. Yeah. <laughs> um but no, it, it, it's it's a horrific
4: picture. It's cool. one of the best films of the year. It has a lot it has a lot more subtext other than just here's what slavery was like.
0: I'm a cool. fan of Steve McQueen, so
4: yes. uh, he was awesome in Bullet. Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> he's really Great turned himself skills. He's really turned himself around. Yes.
1: Yeah, I know. From beyond the (laughs) (laughs)
0: grave. He was a big supporter of Martin Luther King, too. That's why he's black now. Is that too far? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Is that...
3: Yeah, I I think I've
0: seen a few movies this week. I saw ACOD, which stands for Adult Children of Divorce. That is the film starring Adam Scott and a host of other people. Richard Jenkins, Catherine O'Hara, Clark Duke... Uh, Amy Polar uh, yeah, um, home alone's Kathleen O'Hara, yeah <laughs> Beetlejuices Lydia Dietz. Uh, is that no Winona Ryder's writers Lydia whos she who she play doesn 't matter I don't know look that up uh, <laughs> i'm busy i'm talking <laughs> uh, someone we'll get up while i 'm talking. Um, uh, this is a comedy though uh, about adult children of divorce um, and uh, i I enjoyed it i it wasn't like laugh a minute funny, but uh, and it 's not even a film that as a, as an adult. Person of divorce. I, I wouldn't say that I could like solely relate to everything that happened in the movie, but I did think it had a, a level of wit there beyond just kind of the broad jokes, and it does have a lot of broad humor. But I, I thought it was, I thought it was good. Um, I thought the cast was quite well used, and uh, Richard Jenkins in particular is slowly becoming one of my favorite comedic actors. <laughs> Talented. <laughs> what is Jenkins. he never did? He's never not. He's never not funny. That's where, if he's if, if, the, if the role sure. requires him to be funny, he can be really funny. Yeah.
4: Is he terminally ill in this movie again? No, he's not. Okay, good. It's not like um, step brothers. Step brothers. <laughs> uh, dear, dear John.
0: Um, friends with benefits. <laughs> okay, moving on. I saw Runner Runner. Um, Why? Because I was around, and Fox was like, "Hey, come see this." They're like, "Whatever." All right. <laughs> um. It it's it's less email responses, than just pictures of me with my shoulders shrugged like whatever like that's how I respond to emails. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, this is the film with Justin Timberlake, Ben Affleck, and Gemma Archerton as a female character. And um it's <laughs> it's um it's not good. Um it's not horrible by any means, but it just it's that movie that kind of just sits there and doesn't do anything creative. It just says like, hey, look at these well dressed people in this clan. Oh, drama, thriller, and the credits. Like there's nothing about this movie that makes it special in any way. Um did, so you, much... see, did you see Paranoia? <laughs> uh no, not yet. Okay, no. never mind then. Ask if it was better. Okay. Um yeah, I I mean well, one has like what, two percent, the other has nine percent round <laughs> it's like, <how> <laughs> Um so yeah. Yeah, no, run, or run I mean, I, I don't think it's being unfairly piled on, just because it has nothing to offer you. I mean, Ben Affleck's good, actually. It's just, it feels, and I think we described this before, I th- it just feels like one of those movies Ben Affleck would have signed up for during his, like, 2000 to 2003 run of, like, choosing everything, except he yeah. would have played the Justin Timberlake role. Uh, but yeah, no, it's, yeah, it's just forgettable. I also saw Delivery Man. Um, this is the film with Vince Vaughn. Oh. This is the film with Vince Vaughn that's coming out in Thanksgiving uh, around that time. They screened it really early for some reason maybe to build word of mouth, um, it involves him as a kind of, you know, a Vince Vaughn type, like, hey, I'm like a fun guy, but not responsible. And he um, donated a lot of sperm years ago, and that company uses sperm about 600 times, and he ends up having about 500 children around the, around the country. Um, and he's told of this, which is like, hey, I have 500 kids now. What do I do about that? And, I mean, they play, it, it's very much a comedy drama, and the film works best when it plays its dramatic beats i will say that hmm. this thing, this thanksgiving Vince Vaughn plus sperm equals hilarity or something I don't know. <laughs> is chris <laughs> pratt all right in it chris pratt's very good at it chris pratt cool. chris pratt is in it um <laughs> colby smolders is in there playing female character um it's <laughs> I, it's not i mean it's not just me it's what the movie is like yeah i, 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 understand. I I'd, lo- I'd love i love not Mobile. to i'd love to not make fun of actresses in these kind of movies but i mean if the movie's not going to give you much then that's all i have to do
4: well, that is one thing I will say about Machete. Even though arguably every female character is heavily sexualized and/or treated like disposable
0: meat, there's a ton of female characters in the Machete Kills. And that goes credit to Robert. R- I mean, we'll talk about Machete yeah kills and stuff But I think, yeah. I think Robert Rodriguez knows how to knows how to play genres and utilize yes. his characters of all genders and races, um, and creeds and colors. Yes, shapes. So I mean, it's definitely it's quantity over quality, but I appreciated the quantity. And uh, yeah, that's gonna do it for my quickies. TM come out now. <laughs> <laughs> Not sure if that's uh, a TM worthy one, but uh, yeah. <laughs> you, you were on it though. You were there. You were there for back me up. I wasn't sure if you were exiting the, the like, second. is that a, is that a rubber bullet or a real one? I don't know. I'll jump in front of him anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me let me Brandon Lee it. It's just like that deadly example. Okay, let's uh let's move on movie trailer talk. There's no thing about that. Um, each yeah. week and now we talk about some of the newest movie trailers and uh, what we thought of them. And the first one we're going to talk about is Lone Survivor. This is the new film from director Peter Berg of Paddleship fame and The Kingdom and The Rundown and other movies that are mixed to great. Um, and from the director of Very Bad Things comes Lone Survivor. This film stars Mark Wahlberg and a host of other people, Eric Bana. Um,
1: ben Foster.
0: Ben Foster, Taylor Kitsch, Turtle, <laughs> Jerry Ferrara. Yeah,
1: the um, kid from uh, Going Nowhere with Sean Penn directing. Emil Hirsch. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> going nowhere. Yeah, Where? Like, What's
0: that movie called? Into, into the Wild. Into the, into the Wild. wild <laughs> going nowhere. Oh this
1: dude, he's not going anywhere. Come on. <laughs> we should talk about what we found in that movie because I think it's about that to say.
0: But anyway, this is a movie about the the uh, uh, a SEAL team ten who are, they were they were tasked on another Middle Eastern related movie <laughs> mission. Sorry, movie.
2: And so yeah. it's uh, <laughs> based,
0: based on a true story. Peter Berg, Mark Wahlberg, doing their thing. What do we think? Let's start with Jordan.
2: Um, When it comes to Peter Berg, I'm just kind of lukewarm. I really have no opinion of him. Uh, I like some of his movies, and this... uh, Oh, I hate that music in it. I hate the music so much. Um, I I forgot what song it is, but it's atrocious.
0: Is it from Explosions in the Sky? That's my Friday night. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Yeah. Um, I, I like the cast. I can't go wrong with uh, the Banna and, and psycho Ben Foster. And, uh, yeah, Mule Hirsch. Also, I, let's be honest. I'm going to see it. I'm going to watch <laughs> <it>. <laughs> But I'm, I'm not like counting down the days.
4: Scott? Um, oddly enough, I mean, it is what it is. It's basically act of valor, the slightly more fictional version, but also based on a true story if that makes any sense. Um, It looks, oddly enough, you know, it's obviously it was shot on video, and for some reason it's lit in a way that makes it feel like literally an army recruiting commercial. I mean, if I were watching that preview in a theater, which I did not, I would think that it was one of the pre-show recruiting commercials that they would sometimes show before the trailers actually start. I mean, it has that kind of lighting and that kind of cutting. Um, Having said that, it looks very generic. It doesn't, you know. I like. I'm the guy that loves Hancock, so and the Rundown and Friday Night Lights. I despise Battleship as much as everybody else, but even that has some just weird, quirky stuff that I, you know, the third the third act with the veterans coming back to save the day was kind of cool. That happens. And, yeah. Oh, um, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, having said that, this 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 feels like a very generic picture. Um, obviously the cast is interesting. And again, I like Peter Berg, but if not for him behind the camera, I would have zero interest in this film and zero presumption that it would be any good at all. So don't care. I guess if the reviews are decent, I'll see it, but eh.
1: Amen. Uh There's two people that I'm really rooting for in this movie. Eric Bana is one of them and Taylor Kitsch, primarily because I like Eric Bana as an actor. Uh, and I also like Taylor Kitsch because I think that he, uh, He's got some stuff going for him after Friday Night Lights. You know, he's just been running into a few potholes here and there.
0: He's made all the right uh, decisions in movies that weren't that didn't live up to being as good as they could.
1: Agreed. Be. Yeah, I mean, like John Carter. I think I think people are giving him a short end of the stick on that one. But anyhow, um, the movie itself, I agree with Scott. It looks very generic, and it, it basically is this movie where you already know what the outcome is and. Uh, it's probably going to be a movie with a lot of swelling of music and a lot of talk about brotherhood and what have you. And you know, I, I, that's if some people are really into that. Some people just think that that's kind of a uh, overplayed. And so, um, I'm pretty sure that it's. It, it looks like it's well made. Uh, it, there's no. It doesn't really look like it's you know super cheap. Uh, but on the whole, I'm not super excited to see it or for it to come out. Primarily just because uh, it's going to be a movie where. Again, you can probably figure out what's going to happen, and also you can basically write it out yourself in less than 10 pages.
0: Um, honestly, I like Peter Bird. I don't like Battleship, I don't like very bad things, but I like everything else he's done. Um, and It's the kind of movie where it's like I, I get it, I get what it's trying to be. For whatever reason, it has an Oscar-qualifying run, so I guess he's, someone's expecting something from this, but regardless, I like this cast, the the dude cast that it has. Um. <laughs> Um, and I mean, it. If it, if it works, it works. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna see it because I want to, not just because of obligation. Um, I I can't say that I'm. I think it's gonna be amazing, but I mean, I've, I I have enough faith in the people involved that I at least expect myself to have a, a, a decent time with it. So. Uh, yeah,
2: I heard that um, Berg said this was like his dream project. Yeah, But I feel like he said that about, like, Friday Night Lights when that came out, and I'm pretty sure he said something similar to Battleship. Like, he's been wanting to make that film for years. I,
0: would, I won't say it about Battleship, because uh, I, I know a lot about Battleship and what he wanted to do versus what actually happened. And that's Man. a whole other thing I don't want to get share, to share. That's a whole, It's Share, it's, there's share. There's a book involved that he really wanted to adapt. It has nothing to do with Battleship, but he wanted to do something involved with the sea anyway. It doesn't matter. Lone Survivor, <laughs> Lone Survivor comes out January 10th, 2014. Uh, wide release. I, I think it has like a limited release earlier, but whatever. I think Christmas Day limited release. It, it's, not a, it's not There's not enough movies on Christmas Day, so it's a good doing exactly. do that. There's never
4: enough <laughs> movies on Christmas Day. Yeah. <laughs> um, there were always too many movies on
0: Christmas Day. Yeah. Oh. They're gonna have two. They're gonna have an Aliens and Predator separate movies, and they're like, fuck it. Let's just have Aliens <laughs> or Predator, Requiem. Let's just put them both at the same. Uh, <laughs> because there's too much. If only that would happen. Um, okay. The next show we're gonna talk about is Jack Ryan Shadow Recruit. This is – I don't know why I (laughs) say it that way. This is the new film, uh, the new Jack Ryan film. I I guess the idea now is because we're jumping forward in time, we're jumping backwards. So we had some of all fears. Now we have Jack Ryan shadow recruit. We're jumping even farther back in Jack Ryan life with Chris Pine now playing Jack Ryan. Kenneth Branagh starring as the villain and directing the film. And Kevin Costner was there because they're like, Aaron should probably hesitate to see this movie. I guess that's what they (laughs) were Um, so, with that said, Scott, what did you think of the, the trailer for Jack Ryan? And are you a fan of the Jack Ryan movie series? I very much am. Uh, I think, you know,
4: I I I love, I very much like Patriot Games and I love Clear and Present Danger. I think Clear and Present Danger is one of the better action pictures of the 90s. I um, and I think for what it's worth by today's standards, it probably would be an Oscar bait movie in terms of its character work, its nuance, its political subtext, et cetera, et cetera. And it has one of the best action scenes of all time. <laughs> that
0: like that, that car. Where the yeah, the car. car oh, boom. yeah. yeah
4: see, <laughs> that, they, that, they, that they ripped off hook, light, and Sicker for the pilot of JAG of several years later. <laughs> um, but anyway, um, it looks like fun. It looks like the kind of G. Wiz old school, you know, 90s Paramount movie that Paramount used to make, often starring Jack Ryan, ironically. Um, still make him with Tom Cruise. Yeah, exactly. And that's, that's, you know, I, I enjoyed Jack Reacher, but what I think is interesting is, you know, what pull does the Jack Ryan name really have today? Because, you know, Chris Pine is Chris Pine, but he's not Tom Cruise. And even Tom Cruise as generic action guy based on books you probably haven't read only did about 70 million bucks in the U.S., Maybe you know, it was written as a disappointment, even though it did like two hundred and twenty million dollars worldwide. So I'm guess my question is, how much more do they think that Jack Ryan, starring that guy from Star Trek, is going to do on Christmas Day? You know, basically the same the same day. Um it looks fun. You know, Kenneth Branagh is enjoying himself. And the preview hints at the idea that maybe, hopefully, they didn't cast Kira Knightley just to be the girl. Um, I hope I'm right about that. Otherwise it would make me sad. <laughs> Except when she talks about the new house that she bought, then I'll be happy. Um I do like that it's from the from the director of Thor, which you know makes sense. <laughs> I get that, but I would rather see from the director of Super Hamlet.
0: Uh, <laughs> Jack Ryan. Something, something, something. It was weird when it was called Super Hamlet and like they're like, you know what, we can't call it this guy. <laughs> <laughs> Yo,
4: Hamlet Champion Edition Turbo Hyperfighting. Um But anyway, um it looks fun. You know, Kevin Costner obviously is there because, I don't know, James Earl Jones was busy. <laughs> and they didn't feel like recasting James Earl Jones as Morgan Freeman.
0: I was curious, like, because they're separate characters, Morgan Freeman's character yes. and James Earl Jones' character. Is George, James Earl Jones in, is in the first three, right? He's in. Well, Morgan Freeman isn't in any of them. I just made that no, up. Morgan, no, Morgan is yes, in no, Some of all no, 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 you're right, you're right, you're right. I apologize. Some of All Fears, yeah. You're right.
4: And he, he, no, he's I think in, he is the same character. He just... No, he's not no, cuz I looked it up. I was trying. To, oh, okay. I was trying, out, I, was, I was trying to
0: figure out cuz I was trying to figure out Kevin Costner was the same character as... I just threw in Morgan Kevin. Freeman as a joke. You know, was like, Who's the no, thing? no, he wasn't some of all <laughs> those underrated, I say. I like that. Yes, it, it is.
4: Um but no, I think it looks good. I think it looks fun. I was a little worried in the the opening of the trailer where they seem to have a very boring type action sequence. But after that, they kind of cut that out. And again, I just I wonder you know, it seems like they rebooted Jack Ryan just because someone in had said, oh, well, that's a pre existing franchise. That has value. Let's make a generic spy movie and throw Jack Ryan in, which, you know, was a disaster when you did that for Die Hard earlier this year. I hope it goes better for Jack Ryan. But will I see it? Yes. Will I enjoy it? I hope so. Will it make any money? I have no
0: idea. Jordan, your thoughts on the trailer and how many Dutch angles do you think Jack Ryan Shadow Recruit will have? No. <laughs> oh. No. Oh,
2: that's uh, Um, I've actually never seen any of the other films. What? Yeah, no, I'm not because I'm trying to boycott them or anything. I've just never gotten around to them. I've always wanted to. I've always, when some of all fierce came out, that was on my list. I just never got around to it. And this looks enjoyable, and uh, hopefully, I see it. Well, this gives me a reason now to go back and rent all those films yeah. and have a, a Jack Ryan marathon. Uh, Jack Ryan. No. Oh. <laughs> uh, oh. Edit. Ed, Ed, Ed. Um Thanks. <laughs> thanks, Ed. <laughs> I, I love uh, Kenneth Brana's accent in this.
0: I like that he doesn't use any articles in his sentences.
2: Every time he spoke, <laughs> I, I was just <laughs> grinning and I will pay ten dollars <laughs> to have that that same pleasure for two hours, two plus hours. I assume it's gonna be two plus hours, right?
0: Yeah, it has to be. Everyone yeah. is.
2: Yeah. Yes. Um. So yeah. When? Wait. When does it come out again? Christmas Day. I'm uh, probably not gonna see it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I got better things to do. Go stand in line for my PS4. It. A- a- <laughs> <laughs> um, it looks very action heavy in the trailer, and uh, I hope are that. Are you? The... Are you a fan of
0: the uh, Jack Ryan movies? Have the Jack
1: seen? Ryan series. I've only seen like Clear, or Is it Clear Present Danger?
0: That's one yes. of Willem Dafoe. That's the
1: drug uh, war and, one. Drug war one. And, and with, uh, with like, the awesome shootout, right?
0: Pa- yeah. Patriot yeah, Games yeah. is the one where Sean Bean dies.
1: <laughs> no! For oh, <laughs> the first like, time! Why? <laughs> <laughs> anyone else but Sean Bean. But, that, uh, that was my
4: introduction to Sean Bean. I had never seen him in anything before that.
3: <laughs>
1: oh. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the trailer looks uh, very action-heavy, and I hope that there's substance with it. And... Uh, there's some weird intrigue, and I'm not a huge fan of Kira Knightley, so when she came into the screen, I was like, man, now I'm hesitate to see this movie. So, yeah.
0: I like, I like to hear you say that in a theater. Man, like, as the movie was going on. was like, I was I, that's,
1: the- my, that's my Terrence Howard impersonation.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is a joke-heavy podcast, guys. <laughs> it's very much tied to movies. I like it. Um, I will say that Keira Knightley did bug me a little bit because I was like, "Why is she doing an American accent? Why would you use yes. someone this this British that everyone knows is this British to play an American person?" <laughs> but um, aside from that, I I wouldn't say I'm like a huge fan of the Jack Ryan series. By the way, R.I.P. to uh, Tom Clancy who passed away this past week. Um, it's quite quite sad. He, he seems to seemed to be a like a well known author that you know it's kind of like, and he died you know 66, not very old. Uh, Yay, says Paramount's marketing department. I know, right? That's the other sports part about it. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) But uh, I'm like an okay fan of it. I I like Claire President Danger a lot. I'm not a big fan of Patriot Games, but um, (sighs) I know. Well, I mean, I don't hate it, but it's like it's at the bottom because I like uh, Red October is pretty awesome. Um, And some of our fears, I really think the movie's underrated. I think Liev Schreiber in that movie as John Clark is amazing. Yes, uh, yes. I, I, where's that series? Where's the John Clark spinoff <laughs> with Lee F. Schreiber? I'd watch the hell out of that. But um, Jack Ryan, Shadow... Shatter- is this an IMAX, by the way? Do you know, Scott? Nothing I've heard, because I'm okay. pretty sure The Hobbit will still be an IMAX. Okay. Well, this is... Because this is my thought on it. Like, I just... I was generally impressed by the movie. And I say that knowing that Kevin Costner has a large role in it. <laughs> 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 I, I, but, I, but I was watching the trailer, and I was like... Wow, like, Kenneth Branagh really, like, put forth, like, a big, like, he put up a his Mission Impossible movie here. Like, that's what I'm looking at. Like, I can't, it's hard to say a Jack movie because I haven't seen one of those in, like, over ten years. But I have seen Mission Impossible movies in the past ten years, two of them. And, like, they look like big movies that you'd see in a big IMAX screen, like Mission Impossible 4. So I was like, is this an IMAX movie? Because that was the impression I got. So I was, ex- I was excited by just kind of the scope of this movie. Will it be something, like, fresh and original? I don't know. Um, but... I, I, I liked what I saw, and I, I was impressed. more impressed than I thought it would be by this trailer, mainly because I haven't heard anything about this movie. Like I don't think anyone knew anything about this until this week. Like we just we knew there was a Jack Ryan movie. We saw Chris Pine on like a motorcycle in some still shot from like three years ago, and now we <laughs> finally have a trailer. So <laughs> um, yeah, so Jack Ryan Shadow Recruit opens December twenty fifth. So, yeah, right after you open your presents, get yourself a – I don't know where to go with that sentence, so I'm just going to stop it. <laughs> a glass of eggnog.
4: Find if yourself some in present Christmas. danger.
0: If you got yourself a nice hat for Chris Pine because he has a big forehead to cover it up, go give it to uh, uh, him uh, and see this movie. <laughs> That's all I got. All right. Look at the bright side. It will obviously be better than The Bourne Legacy. <laughs> I hope so. I hope so. I hope so, really. I, I was burned once, much like the spies in the Bourne
4: series. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of obviously British
0: actresses doing American accents. Yeah. Rachel Nice pulls it off, though. She's done it more. Like I, haven't seen, I True, I, true, I, true. I haven't seen Karen Knightley do that before, so that was what I was like, what, really? Um, okay, let's move on. Let's get to our film main review. The big one, guys. Runner, runner! Yes. <laughs> Insanity? <we> <laughs> let's do it now. Let's get to our main review for Gravity.
3: The has been hit. carry you too far. Ah. To my voice. focus
0: I'm track I can't see you anymore. <laughs> <try. laughs> Alright, so that should have been some of the trailer for gravity. This is the new film from director Alfonso Coron, who brought us things like Children of Men and Harry Potter and The Prisoner of Azkaban. Uh, this film, Gravity, took about four and a half years to complete. It features Sandra Bullock and George Clooney as astronauts on a mission in space, which is interrupted by debris from several destroyed st- satellites, likely caused by the government shutdown. Zing. A- <laughs> as a result, <laughs> the duo are stranded in space with very few options as to how to survive the situation, how to solve the situation, let alone survive it. Uh, Scott Mendelson, did Gravity leave you afloat, or did it make you believe the Eagle had landed? Uh, option B. No, it was Fantastic. I loved it.
4: Um, I, it's it's a fantastic, wonderful film in every way. The special effects are terrific. The the production is top notch. The acting is superb. The script is very good. You know, it's emotionally engaging. It's thoughtful. It's moving. Um, it is a phenomenal motion picture. It is easily the best film I've seen this year. It is off the top of my head, probably one of the 20 or 30 best films I've ever seen, um, give or take. And, you know, I, I don't want to say too much because I went into this knowing almost nothing. I was the guy sitting in the IMAX screening of City of Bones, covering my ears and eyes with the cliff blade. I look stupid, but it was worth it. You look
0: stupid at the screening of City of Bones? Well, that too. I'm done with that. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Why you gotta yes. go there, man? Sorry, Mortal <laughs> Instruments fans. Uh,
4: not as sorry. Yeah, anyway. Um, <laughs> but no, it, it, it's, it's moving. It's exciting. It's scary. It's intense. It's occasionally funny when it's appropriate. And there are images in this film that are just eye-popping. I mean, it's, 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 you, know, you talk about, you know, groundbreaking special effects or whatever, you know, Jurassic Park, Independence Day, uh, Avatar. Star Wars, Avatar. Um, and this is one of those films that feels maybe not like a game changer, like people like to say, but it really feels like one of the great, you know, I'm sitting there and thinking, oh my God, I'm watching a new classic. They're going to be talking about this one for the next 50 years. You know, a hundred if the world lasts that long. Um... And it is the very kind of film that reminds us why we still go to the movie theaters. It absolutely must be seen on the biggest IMAX screen you can find. And when you get to that IMAX screen, sit as close to the front row as you can without hurting your neck. Um, you know, and again, I, I'm being vague with just random superlatives, which is, you know, something I struggle with in my review, you know, I, I but uh, you know, know as little as you can but see it as quickly as you can on the biggest screen that you can because it is one of the great ones and i'm gonna stop now
0: that is high praise
2: jordan yes simply put it's it's a masterpiece like sitting in the theater it's it's one of the most thrilling experiences i've ever had um in 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 a theater especially imax it just adds so much to it and I I walked out and I had a free ticket at the AMC. I, I watched it again, like the next showing, and it's uh, it's still held up. I was still holding my breath and like gripping the seat, and it's it's amazing. Uh, it's it's something that I think people are gonna see multiple times and bring their friends and um, and and all the hype about the visuals and the technology, it 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 has been worth it. It lives up to that hype. But the film isn't just about the visuals. Like there's a lot going on, not to give anything away, but like there it, it seems simple on the surface, but there are so many layers underneath it when you really begin to to think about it and process it. And I've been thinking about it all weekend and I can't wait to see it again. And it's it's rare that we have this luxury where the the hybrid of of visuals and Superb storytelling, and um, it it reminded me of something like if, if David Lean were to to direct like a sci-fi film, it would have been Gravity. It's it's just out, breathtaking.
0: Nice pull, Abe. You want to apply before you talk about your thoughts on the movie. You want to apply yeah. some some context to your screen.
1: Uh, to my screening. Yeah. <laughs> so my screening was. Uh, I don't know if it was filled with any childish people, but there were just folks in there that probably didn't fully understand, uh, I guess, the seriousness of the film. And uh, I, I saw the, some folks were heckling at the screen during some quiet times. And uh, I was just like, man, this is the worst screening ever. And so quite honestly, I, I thought that the film was uh, very well done. I, I liked she, uh, I enjoyed it quite a bit. Um, I thought that they were pretty smart in telling this very simple story about uh, a woman in space and um, trying to uh, appear to survive. And for the most part, it's such an immaculate piece of work from a uh, technical perspective um, just views of the the uh, the earth um, the silence the I guess sometimes you could only hear her heart beating Sandra Bullock's heart beating as uh, she continued to I guess uh, breathe in oxygen through her suit and you know, as it goes down dwindles um, you know again everything that they they thought about was was well done and I think those people were. And my in my audience just weren't as uh, uh, I don't even know what the term would be. They they just weren't. Uh, they didn't come aware in wine, of, They didn't
0: come in wanting to be engrossed.
1: Right. Yeah. So so they were kind of like uh, weird about some things, like shouting at the screen during this quiet time, just saying like stuff like, "Oh, like there's a hurricane and what have you." But you know, for the most part, there's always like giant cloud formations over the oceans uh, because that's just how the uh, the water cycle works. Learn um, your meteorology, jerk, seriously. <laughs> But I mean, you know, people were like, "Oh, why is there like no sound during this crashing?" Because there's no particles in space for sound to travel.
0: Clearly, so... they didn't read the the very simple sentence at the beginning of the movie.
1: Yeah, which is like, there's there's <laughs> there's no way that life can survive because there's nothing in space. It's literally a vacuum. So I, I despite my audience being uh, a bunch of boneheads, uh, I I thought the film was very good. So. Uh, I made two mistakes. One mistake was that I didn't see it in IMAX, and the other mistake is that I didn't see it in 3D. I don't know if that's a mistake or not. Oh, I'll, yeah. oh. I'll defer to you oh guys. I put the, it, I put this at Hugo levels. Wow. Arrest uh, him! <laughs> yeah, seriously. So I, I definitely want to check it out uh, in, a, in a true IMAX screen probably this week. Um, but for the most part, yeah, I, I liked everything about the film, especially... Um, uh, George Clooney, too. I mean, but the only I didn't really like was the score, how sometimes the score was used to to rise to these emotional levels at certain points. But for the most part, it's a very simple story, but it's done very, very well. And Alfonso Coran, I mean, that guy is amazing. He did Children of Man. He did my favorite Harry Potter movie, um, Prisoner of Azkaban. And um, certainly, like, I cannot wait to see more things from him. But for the most part, I'm, I am speak to head Aaron. I peeked ahead and I, I checked out the box office. And I'm glad
0: that it did uh, so well yeah we'll we'll make fun of you for that later um, the, um i i think I think people that know me by now or at least like listen to me talk about movies or just you know know me in real life I think they know that I don't tend to be i am not a hyperbolic statement type person I, <laughs> I, I i will I will use it in ways that are humorous perhaps um when I say that but I rarely use words like best ever or things like that just like just to throw them out there i I take that kind of thing very seriously. Unless again, if I'm trying to, you know, be kind of humorous with it, so it's 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 weird for me to say that Gravity is a masterpiece, but that is kind of the word that's like the default word I have to use because that is what I think about this movie. I I would like to say that other filmmakers wish to aspire to be make, make a movie this good, but other film, a lot of filmmakers just aren't good enough to be on the level on the track to making a movie this good. Like it's Alfonso Cuarón has done. An amazing job of creating this piece of cinema here. He does exactly. He he's he's made something that like that like has manifested itself as like my example of what you go to the movies for. And and like it it does rise up there with those kind of great cinema movies that you like you saw that you you remember for seeing them in the theater for the first time, being wowed by it. Like and like the movies that you guys have mentioned already, and. It does so much good with just the technical aspect that it it's almost feels like it's going to be overlooked for everything else that's happening in this movie because I do think the performances here are fantastic. I do think the story is really well told. I really it like Sandra Bullock. Sandra Bullock is not my, is not a favorite actress of mine. I like Sandra Bullock in like as a person and as an actress, but it's not she doesn't she hasn't made like movies that I like love, um, give or take like a few that we could get to later. But I mean. And so her in this movie, I think she's just absolutely fantastic. I think this may be her best performance that I've seen her give. I think there's a lot going on with her performance. I think George Clooney, not to short-trick him, because it's Sandra Bullock's movie. it's, It's her journey. Like, the movie's focused around her character. But Clooney's just as good, too. Everything he does in this movie kind of exudes why he is who he is, and not in, like, a smug way, in a way that, like, channels everything that makes him charming, but also, like, a capable and serious actor. He knows how to go from being playful to just on a dime turn to being on that dramatic side right away like it does <laughs> everything about like everyone involved in this movie gave it their all and that gives tons of credit to like this i assume was like a massive crew that was able to do whatever they needed to do to make this movie look as good as it does there could be some people that say well it looks too cge but i mean i don't know how else do you depict space in right. the way that this movie does <laughs> and like make it look as good as it does and compelling and this movie just has me on just, it's it's just like this crazy ride that I'm like, I can't get enough of, yet you I'm know, incredibly tense. and But the movie still is able to like clock in at like, what, 90 minutes with credits? Yes. It lasts yeah. as long as it has to, but also still gives me a compelling journey that's that's very character based. Like once you, when you learn things about Bullock's character and about Clooney's character, when you learn things about them and how that kind of... Fits into the story being told. You for you, I forgot about you know science logic, and I'm sure you know far be it for me to judge a movie in 90 minutes. What people took like four and a half years to do in terms of making the science seem logical or at least exist in a reality that makes sense. So like I can't like criticize science, and I'm not about to. But it's like it makes me forget about trying to think of that aspect. It just makes me focus on what this movie is doing, and what it does is something that's amazing to me. Like I just everything about this movie I absolutely loved. It's yes, I agree it's currently my favorite movie of the year and it, yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah.
4: (laughs) It felt good to be that. Frankly, it felt good to be that hyperbolic and not, yeah. (laughs) I mean, it, what a thrill to say, Oh my God, this is one of the greatest movies I've ever seen. And not just be sort of being goofy or just being, it just, you know, again, it's like, it, it, I don't want to say it's perfect, but it's almost perfect. I mean, you know, in I, terms I, then, of
0: what film can do, like I mean, yeah. it, it feels like I don't know yeah. what the definition of perfect would be, but I mean, this would yeah. fall under that in that banner realm for me. Like,
4: I mean, I'm sure there's you know there's science nitpicks that you could make. I'm sure there's you know minor choices that a character makes here and there that might not have been the one you would have made, but you know, complete suspension of disbelief, and complete right. you know engagement with the story and. Yes, the performances are wonderful and the script is terrific too. And you know, I I think there's a there's a tendency to think when you think of a great script something with a lot of quotable dialogue. But that's not all, a sc- you know, a script has to be a te- you know, also technically tell the story. And but even in terms of dialogue and there is a scene toward the end and this is not a spoiler because they're completely disconnected in any way shape or form that hit me on the same emotional oomph as the climax of the Sixth Sense, mm. um, and I remember thinking, "Oh my God, you know, this is this this. It's not really the end of the movie in any sense or form, but it, it sort of deals with a certain character, you know, a couple of different character beats, and it's like, oh my God, again, it it worked as well as any other movie that wasn't filled wall to wall with special effects, and that's why the movie works. The movie works because it's a story worth telling, told incredibly well." with some of the best special effects you've ever seen.
3: Mm-hmm. And those yeah, special Scott.
4: effects are in the service of the story at all times. Yeah. I um, mean,
1: two things is just one to jump on the, I, I definitely agree that the script is really good. I mean, yeah, you have the some backstory of some characters and they don't really have to delve into it too, too much. Um, but the little that they do say about it, you, you are affected. Um, and then I, I do agree with you. I think I I think I know what part you're talking about that toward the end, there's a, a soliloquy and, that was amazing I, I i basically just let myself go and go with like the, the go uh, with the with uh, the film was trying to give off and uh, once i did that that was uh it was, i was kind of sad um about what was happening and about uh what was being said so i basically uh just let myself go i, I let myself go into the the shoes of sandra bullock and um just kind of what she had been going through and I was kind of rewarded for that, so I definitely think that you know suspension of disbelief is something that you would have to. uh, You don't have to like firmly tell yourself that you know this is. I just have to believe everything that's on the screen. It's just more of you know, yeah, try it out. You know, um, you don't have to like think that everything is going to be like that in space. But for the most part, I think that they did a pretty good job. So to Aaron's point again, it's like it's not like about bashing science and or getting everything correct. It's just more of like if you kind of go with a story. I think that you're gonna find that it's gonna be uh, worth
0: your while. And I'm just saying that to cover my ass, essentially. Like I, I, I don't, <laughs> I don't know what space things to pick out. Like I don't, I, I don't know either. I don't, but... I don't know what they'd be, but I'm just saying that's just just to cover myself in the case I have to defend this statement. Like that, that's what I've <laughs> tried to effectively do here. Now, th- as much as it, it, it's a visual roller coaster, and it is also an emotional roller coaster. I do think it has that in space. Like I think that's why it, it works so well for me. Now, like to, I want I. As much as the visuals are great, I I almost find myself downplaying it when describing it to other people because I want to tell people that it's more than just like – it's certainly more than Sandra Bullock just floating out there. Like that's – someone thought that that's what this movie was, and it's definitely more than just that. But it's also just more than a technical exercise because it does – and I mean we're going to keep stressing these same points. Look, I'd love to talk about – if this movie had problems, I'd love to talk about them. I can't find those I can't find those to, like, to, to express on this podcast and I think we've done enough of these podcasts to know that we can find the problems of movies yeah I think we, Scott especially I, mean, so, I, mean, and I you know and I have no
4: problems picking out things that are dumb in movies that I love yeah. you know I mean yeah. Lord of the Rings why don't I just take the Eagles and drop the ring in the mountain yeah. uh, <laughs> Tim Burton's Batman why do no police show up when the Joker shows up at the end and starts gassing everybody yeah. um yeah they were even the Dark Knight. Why doesn't Batman go back into the penthouse when Joker's you know, trying to kill all the party guests? Um, but there's, sorry, I interrupted you. But yeah, there, there's, there's nothing quantit, you know, quanti- qualitatively wrong with this picture that we can find.
0: Yeah, and, and God, that feels good to say. It does, and like, I, I don't, I'm not, I'm not gonna feel sorry for someone that doesn't have the same experience. But at the same time, just like. I got what I wanted out of this movie, and then some. I, I think knew,
1: that yeah, I think I, that you hit it around the head there with that statement.
0: I, I knew it. I knew. I, I mean, you. I have you always. You always have a level ex- expectation when you're seeing. It, for the most part, I, I especially do because I'm seeing. I see movies all the time. Review movies as a job, so I, I have a level of expectation for movies when I go and see them. And I knew I was presumably gonna like this movie. I knew I was probably gonna love this movie just based on what I knew about it and what I've seen. But this movie just delivers even more than that, and it's because. Because of how effective Bullock and Clooney are in this movie. That is what it really comes down to for me. Like, I love the technical aspect of this movie. But I, was, I found myself so invested in these characters in a movie that is only 90 minutes long and doesn't have the requisite, like, set up why they're going into space, give us their family or whatever, let us right. see the launch. Let us see her be a rookie and fail a couple times in the lot and the crash test thing or whatever, and then find her footing and again like Clooney being the stern vet. Like you, know, you get all there's like all that sty pot. That's like I'm just the plot of like Space Cowboys. Yeah, but, yeah uh, I was
1: like we <laughs> Bruce Willis.
0: Like, yeah, it's easier to train astronauts. To, <laughs> it's easier to train drillers <laughs> be astronauts. to drillers astronauts to be drillers. Um, like there that's a that, that's not necessarily a lesser movie, but that's another kind of movie. This movie just puts you you know it puts you right in the mission. Already, and then crazy stuff happens, and you watch people carry it out and somehow, this movie is able to put me into like into like the perspective of Bullock's character and Clooney as well in parts, and like let me get their life in the in this in the however many you know hours that this movie takes place in uh, yeah, and
4: one of the things I think is is most effective about it is what it doesn 't do in that I am so glad that we don't get like earth flashbacks to relevant portions of their backstory just to add the film out, Mm -hmm. you know, you know, without going to details, the film takes place entirely in space. It's not quite real time, but it's pretty close. Um,
0: maybe like three scenes that have a time cut, which makes sense.
4: Yeah. 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 I mean, too long in one place. Um, just because you know it starts as a you are there. I mean, the, the opening scene is like a seventeen minutes. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's one of the got, things I love about this film. Be, we haven't talked about this. We haven't talked about the fact that these takes are super long. Yeah. Um. I mean, you know, it's 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 these are you know, I'm Shyamalan would really make me you know, cry over this how long these takes are. Um,
0: <laughs> or some films um, would just be like, what the hell?
4: Yeah, exactly. You know, Brian DePaul was almost like I couldn't do that in space. <laughs> <laughs> I tried with Mission to Mars which I like more than most people but moving on. Um but no, the the, the the it starts you know it puts you right in the feet of its main characters and never lets you leave. Ever. Yeah. And that's right. incredibly effective.
1: And they even um, give you like the first person perspective as well like in the yes. suit and that that's very If you've ever gone bungee jumping you'd know the feeling of of having that that bungee and then Going back up and then coming back down, basically you're not in control of anything and uh that's uh that's very much what this felt like and uh, again like I, I do agree that the technical aspects are very good, especially when she's spinning in space um they they manage to to give you that perspective, but they also keep the earth on her helmet like it just ro- it just does the whole entire uh, uh spin with her and you know they they take a lot of care for these things uh and i'm not again I'm not sure exactly how it all works in space but I do think that they thought enough about it to write it in, I mean, you know, like water droplets and, or uh fire uh, and whatever else that is in space and how it would react. And, um, your inertia when you're using a fire extinguisher or what have you. So I definitely like that a lot. Um, one of the things I thought about during or after the film was that would have been a super bold move for them to put this movie to no score at all. Um, and just yes. have you there. Uh, and that would have been, I think that would have been incredibly awesome.
0: Well, here's a, uh, here's a question um, for Jordan. Um, yes. You're you are a fan. you are I, I, I appreciate that you're a fan of, of scores and musical compositions and things like that. What did you think of, the, of Stephen Price's score for, for Gravity?
2: I, I bought it right after the movie, and I listened to it on the way home, <laughs> and I had so many panic attacks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, it's it's one of the best of the year, actually, and I really hope it's... One thing I loved about the movie, out of many, um, I loved that the characters were in awe of the Earth at the beginning. Like they were 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 just as overwhelmed as the audience seeing this image from space. I think that's a sensation that we don't really see anymore on screen. Uh, And this is a completely different movie, but I was thinking of like Transformers, like the first one. Nobody seems to be like shocked that there are big giant monsters in front of them, and you get like Jurassic Park, and yeah, there's that moment at the beginning where Dr. Grant and a uh, doctor oh, I forgot her name, but they look at the dinosaurs, and their 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 breath has been taken away, like they're speechless, and I love that that's the same feeling we get in Gravity, and it's been so long since since that's happened in a in a film.
0: I completely agree with you there. They're in, and this is a movie that's, you know, for all intents and purposes, real. Like, it's not presenting you mm-hmm. with anything foreign or anything alien, right. aside right. from it's the that. fact that, like, you haven't been in the situation yourself. And, mm-hmm. But it's something that they still appreciate. They still appreciate the fact that they're, you know, a number of hundreds of miles, thousands of miles above the Earth. But they they recognize that they recognize what that means to them and like are thrilled about it like they, they I mean obviously before the disaster happens then they're like oh Jesus I hate space but uh, <laughs> the, but the move I mean these characters recognize like how impossible their situation is and yet they're doing it and as characters and that's a great thing and yeah I don't I don't think I've seen that in other movies as of late that deal with things of the fantastical nature that would normally make your head spin. And I'm not saying that every person needs to just, like, have their draw dropped when they're not talking about something in a movie like this. But at the same time, it'd be nice to recognize the grandeur of the situations being presented to a character more often.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh,
4: yeah, I absolutely agree. Although the thing about No Aliens,
0: you didn't stay for the credits, did you? <laughs>
1: oh. Oh, <laughs> I've <no>. seen <laughs> Apollo 18, Scott. I know. That <laughs> that's,
0: that's that's when Nick Fury walks out with Rocket Raccoon, and they're like, yes. hey, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to save no <laughs> <laughs> I bought a, I got a twofer in there. That was, <laughs> <laughs> my Avengers 2 slash Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. call. Um, uh, what else? What else about yeah, this amazing it's... movie that we can talk about? <laughs> can we talk about it? It Restored I, by Faith. Let me I'll say this. We I, do plan yeah, I, we do plan on doing a spoiler e-talk that we'll put in the out now nights. Aliens. Uh, yeah, yeah, the aliens. We'll talk about yeah, all the aliens. But yeah. no, we're gonna have a more spoiler filled section because there are there are significant things I want. I just certainly want to discuss mainly yes. the way. And I'll get to this in my callback kind center, of, but the way it connects to a certain other film that I don't, I don't give enough, I, I don't recognize enough as of as a film that I love enough. So we'll get we'll get to that.
1: But uh, Scott, to your point, yeah, I do agree that this is basically an, a, a film for adults. If you're serious enough to take it that way, then again, you're immensely gonna you're gonna enjoy it immensely. And I unfortunately just had the the audience. That was, you know, I don't know. They weren't, they weren't high schoolers, and they weren't, uh, you know, a bunch of dumb idiots. But they just, <laughs> I don't think they appreciated the grandeur of this film, which is so. sad.
0: But well, I'll say, I had, I had, a, I had a family sitting behind me. They loved it. They, and I was so happy for them. Just like I'm so happy for the world for what they did with this movie this weekend, <laughs> which I get to as well. we lost this Are we to, visa are now? But are I, we I do swear? Not no. But um. I, I do think we. <laughs> Swear all you want, I, but I have to edit it. But um, yeah. I, I, I'll say that the the movie it's I mean it's only ninety minutes, which is good for like that kind of audience. But I think it has enough visual flourish where it does kind of work for. I mean, it's certainly dealing with like Life of Pi. Like Life of Pi is longer, a little heavier for sure. But I mean, it, there's enough visual flourish in these kind of you know isolated movies that do kind of work for like younger audience as well in terms of what they're seeing on screen, even if they can't comprehend some of the other. Dramatic or subtle or subtext that's going on.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: That's my thought. I don't know. Yeah. We, we, we have we have different air in Orange County. So. <laughs> <laughs> I,
4: I will say this to, 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 when I first saw Wally five years ago, mm-hmm. it was in a terrible, terrible audience. Oh. And it absolutely affected my opinion of the movie. See it again if you get a chance.
1: Yeah, definitely. I did
4: eventually see Wally some. Actually, it was on – it was back when I used to QC DVDs, long story, but – and it really did improve when I saw it without the distraction.
1: I basically wanted to, to watch – I was talking to my friend after, and I was like, dude, we should have just watched that movie like by ourselves in a theater yes. alone because everyone else is too dumb for this movie.
0: Yes. You know, I was expecting to do that when I saw it again today, this morning, but no, <laughs> my, my IMAX was packed at a, on an 11.30 <laughs> Sunday show. Alright, let's yeah, let, right. we talk. We've been doing this. We're, we're just talking in like how amazing this is. So let's get to our rating. Uh, thanks for people sticking with it. It was like, oh, these guys just love a movie. But that's boring. Like, sorry. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, we have fun stuff coming up, guys. Games. Um, wah, wah, wah. <laughs> um, and paid feedback. Uh, okay. Uh, Beach, we it out now there. And we try to rate movies based on when you should go and see them. I have a scale that goes from IMAX to theater, and I'll stop right there because I don't think there's going to be a lower rating. Cell phone. Cell <laughs> <laughs> phone.
2: <laughs> on a plane. <laughs>
0: Jordan, trading in the rain.
2: Um, IMAX 3D, like, especially, like, well, okay, okay, both of them, but the 3D, like, I'm not a big fan of 3D, but it's almost a character in this film. You've got to see it in 3D.
0: Scott?
4: Yes, IMAX 3D, the biggest one you can find. The 3D is wonderful. It is integral without really drawing attention to itself. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, see, it on. you know, unfortunately, my press screening was at a, a smaller screen that I would have liked, but... Yeah, you know, fortunately, it wasn't so small that it took away from the experience. But yeah, otherwise, see it as on a big of a screen as you possibly can.
1: Ape. Yeah, basically IMAX. Um, get the get the true IMAX. Don't get one of those like thirty foot screens, but only like ten feet wide or what have you. That's a weird dimension.
0: Um... Yeah,
1: <laughs> there's there's a faux one in Emeryville, and and just go to San Francisco basically.
0: Dublin, uh, for, for you, for you, Northern California listeners. <laughs> <laughs> We're... We're big and conquered. Uh, uh, yeah, IMAX, 3D, do it. do it, Have done it already before you listen to this podcast. If you're listening to this podcast, now you're doing it wrong. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right, let's do a little movie callback. Callback, callback, callback. This is where we discuss some films that relate to the main feature of the week that I might have thought of during or after the feature. And we'll start with, uh, let's start with uh, Scott. Well,
4: uh, uh, and I don't want to go into too many details because, you know, again, this is not a spoiler in any way, shape, or form. But – you know, there are moments in the in the latter part of the film that remind me of the Sixth Sense in a very profound way.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: And maybe I can elaborate on that in a spoiler section, maybe Actually, not. Yeah. Um but other than that, obviously, you know, Mission to Mars, which again, I, I it's not a patch on gravity, but it's a very you know, I think it's an underrated space picture.
0: Um an emotional performance of Gary Sinise in that movie.
4: Yes. Yes. Um and again it just sort of reminded me of the that feeling of watching a new classic, even though I think it's certainly a more profound picture than Jurassic Park, certainly more so than Independence Day, as much as I love Independence Day for what it is. But again, it's, it's, as we get older, we see more movies, we get used to, you know, it's it's how quickly we we become used to looking at the stars, you know, so to speak. Um, And this reminded me of the great movie-going experiences of my youth when I was less less used used to it all. Um, and it really is that good and that profound and that powerful. And I am so grateful for the knowledge that I can still have an experience like that. Now that I am a, you know, 33 year old adult
3: mm-hmm. who
4: sees movies every week, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, yeah, there are movies that it kind of remind me of, but let's be honest. It's one of a kind.
0: Jordan.
2: Uh, I agree. It is one of a kind, but I, I did think of like Apollo 13. Um, and what i i mentioned before I, I um david lean films crossed my mind and uh that's about it really a- not a whole lot
1: uh certainly a Castaway came to mind um and as well as um scott you you made up a, a a good line about you know not like up the stars anymore. it's funny cuz i was watching men in Black yesterday, cuz it's on streaming on netflix and uh uh tommy lee jones has that line toward the end where he's just like they're beautiful aren't they it's like you just never really look up at the stars anymore <laughs> Because mm. I've just, I'm just I been do, doing this I do job like for scene. a long time. Yeah, and I, I really like the scene. And I also like how Agent J says, like, no, you won't after, like, see you around. But anyway, uh, yeah, so just, uh, <laughs> just starting to cast away. And you guys brought up Jurassic Park, which is a very good pull, just because I remember seeing that when I was, like, uh, eight or something like that, 1993. And, um, yeah, when when, the, when you saw the dinosaurs, basically you were uh, – you. <laughs> You kind of just gave yourself away if you were uh, a child or and or really engrossed in the film, and you you were certainly put in for a very good uh, ride. So um, I I do agree that that is a feeling that I don't really get a lot, especially
0: like this summer.
1: So you
0: know. my my last um awe like favorite like people admiring things in awe scene was probably caught up a chance of meatballs when they see the thing for the first time and they just go. <gasps> And it like, goes, like, goes to, like, eight different characters. Isn't it? It's, like, the funniest thing. Um, I have lots here. The right stuff. Apollo 13. Children of Men, obviously. Mission to Mars came to mind. Red Planet came to mind. Just both Mars movies, I guess. Uh, Tree of Life. WALL-E. And 2001 A Space Odyssey, which I'm going to talk about more in the spoiler section, but I don't talk about enough how much I love 2001 A Space Odyssey. And the whole thing. Not just, like, oh, they get to Jupiter and it gets stupid. No, I like that whole... Movie. It's, like, so much, and... Yeah, there's a lot of connections I'm gonna talk about with gravity and the upcoming spoiler stuff. Um all right, let's get to uh let's get to, let's pay some let's pay some bills. we got the, right. got that audible sponsor here. Today's podcast is brought to you by audible.com. Get a free audiobook download at www.audibletrial.com. ww.audible trial.com slash now podcast. There are over a hundred thousand titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or any kind of MP3 device. For you, the listeners about now there in audible is offering a free audiobook download of a free thirty day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. And I have a book to recommend Broken Down Words um 2001 a space odyssey actually by arthur c Clarke. what um it has been over 40 years since the publication of the classic science fiction novel that changed the way that we look at the stars and ourselves from the savannas of africa at the dawn of mankind to the rings of saturn as made adventures to the outer rim of the solar system 2001 a space odyssey is a journey unlike any other you can download that book on audible so podcast you can listen to that book let's do it again You us do it 30 other times but you also have thirty days to check out that service. If you don't like it, you can get rid of that service, and then you can still listen to the book again and again and again if you want to. And we get credit for it. I mean, ooh, we all win like this, this amazing thing. So download your free audiobook today at www.audibletrial.com. audibletrial. com. that in the podcast. You don't have to. You don't have to. You know, add www. I just say it because it's fun to say www. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I think that require I think that filled my forty-five to sixty-second requirement slot for that plug. <laughs> Let's get to out now feedback. Feedback, feedback, feedback. We got a lot of people writing in this week. I like it. I like our listeners writing in to us. I, I really respect that. And I like to say that we've gotten a lot of new lit, uh, followers on Twitter and Facebook in the past couple weeks. Yeah. All right, Abe? You appreciate that, Abe?
1: Yeah, I do, certainly. Yeah, we've, we've been trying to catch up uh, on our Twitter followers like, against our Facebook page, so. Uh... Come on, guys. Let's see who's more popular. Clearly, Facebook right now.
0: And I even talk to people that don't like—they don't follow or like it for whatever reason. I don't know, but they still yeah. say they listen That's and stuff, and it's yeah. nice to hear that. So you know. And thanks.
1: it's also nice to have people who uh, who haven't really been writing in lately write in, like a uh, super early follower, Tammy.
0: They, <laughs> yeah. Thanks, yeah. Tammy, <laughs> singling you out. Seriously, yeah. No, no, seriously, we appreciate all the listener feedback, and we got some. Facebook.com, Twitter.com, Twitter.com, underscore podcast. That's where you can answer these questions that we ask. And here, I'm going to start this one. Favorite film featuring a cast of three people or less? Uh, Sam. Sam. Sam uh, Scott. <laughs> but, uh, <my> dinner with, <laughs> I don't know where that came from. My Dinner with Andre. Uh, Mind Walk, A Fascinating Little Gem with Sam Watterson. Liv Ullman and John Hurd, just three people talking philosophy and science. Uh, Brandon Peters, friend right of the show, put two, two girls and a guy. Uh, Mike Jones has, does MSTK, MST3K count, the movie count? Sure, <laughs> I guess so, why not? Um, Mark Hoban's a ph- 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 frequent guest on the show, but ph- ph- before sunrise, Philip has, the best I can do is sis- your sister's sister, which I still haven't seen. You guys have seen that, haven't you? It's a good one, yeah. got to check that out. Was, it wasn't... An- it wasn't on Netflix off instantly yesterday. Like, well, I was listening to Jeff Garland's podcast. Sidebar. I was listening to Jeff Garland's podcast, and he had, <laughs> and he had Lynn Shelton and uh, Rosemary DeWitt on. I was like, I should really see that movie. Um, Jason Ritter seemed to go like, like up a scale here because at first he put Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, which didn't make any sense to me. Then he put The Habba. He wrote Boston accent. And then he put I Got It, 12 Angry Men. I mean, no one can top that. Yet the question is, film featuring Wait cast of three people or less. So I don't understand what was going on with this. Um, I put Moon with Sam Rockwell. Um, Matthew put I agree with Aaron, Moon. And then Patrick put The Lion King, which confused me at first. They described there's no people in it. So, like, you win. Like, Good job, Patrick. <laughs> Would identity count? Would identity count? <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> well, why not?
4: Uh, I mean, I don't like that movie, but... <laughs>
1: Uh, and then we asked, uh, "What's your favorite long single take from a film?" Robert writes the opening of Touch of Evil. Uh, Corey writes all of them, or all of them from Children of Men. Uh, Ken writes, "Is this tall Ken?" "Oh uh, yeah, it is." Uh, tall Ken writes, "I have two: Tony jaw kicking ass, or kicking butt <laughs> in the protector." <laughs> And the entirety of La Casa Muda, The Silent House. That is
0: the Spanish version of the film that was remade with Elizabeth Olsen last year. That is a one-shot film.
1: Oh, yeah. yeah. It huh.
0: is an okay film, but it's impressive from a technical standpoint.
1: Yeah. Uh, Mike writes, Steve Stevens from Top Gun Anthem. Uh, Alan writes, The Opening of Clockwork Orange. Uh, Aaron writes, Goodfellas. Uh, Philip writes, Feel Looking From Key in the Bombed-Out Building from Children of Men. Uh, Matthew writes: uh, I know this really doesn't count because it's all CG, but I love the opening
0: of Revenge of the Sith. I mean, we just talked about gravity yeah. for an hour. I, mean, I think we don't, <laughs> I don't. I don't think it matters what CG or what's not. <laughs> these
1: uh, Adam writes the opening of 2011's Drive starring Ryan Gosling. Is that, uh, does
3: that have a long opening scene? I, don't recall
1: I, I think that. That there's a cut somewhere. I don't recall what the opening scene of that. It's just like it's, him it's, talking it's on the phone. Right? It's the heist. It's the heist. was the getaway uh, scene. And he drives away. Yeah. Oh well,
0: that's definitely cut. I thought meant, I don't know. I thought he meant like because the first scene's just like him talking on the phone
1: yeah uh jason writes anything from star trek the motion picture don't know uh, what that I'm means. Sure if he's talking about 2009 or earlier films
0: he puts the, he puts specifically star trek the motion picture that's the yeah.
1: first. One. oh motion picture okay all right sure. i'm pretty sure there's not a cut in that movie that
4: lasts more than two seconds <laughs> the <laughs> reboot
1: and then willie joe writes single ladies by beyonce which i'm not sure if there's a cut in there because the light goes out in in and out
0: but uh sure <laughs> i mean if he likes it he Better put it on Facebook. Yeah, better, yeah. <laughs> um, favorite Sandra Bullock movie? Uh, Christine, a friend of mine who I've not heard from in years, saw this question and immediately <laughs> jumped on it, apparently, uh, while you were sleeping. Uh, Manish agrees, while you are sleeping. Julie put the net. Mike has none, but I hope a gravity changes that. Linda also put, not a fan of her in the so-called comedy she's done of what I have seen her in. I was most impressed with her role in A Time to Kill. Uh, Mary has The Blind Side. Jason has Speed. Philip has a time to kill for the win. Adam has murder by numbers, and April has. Before going to see Gravity, I will say a time to kill. Fingers crossed for Gravity to be everything and a bag of chips. I will say at this point that she did see Gravity, and she did write later on that she absolutely loved everything about it. What about the bag of chips? She had three bags of chips. Oh, that's because a lot. you know she kept she kept break she kept ripping the chips in half in her hand. She did get new chips every Simpson style, where it's like Homer, no. Yes, just like that.
4: I will say this for what it's worth. You know, it's not my favorite Sandra Bullock movie or anything, but if every quote-unquote token female lead was as cool as Bullock was in Demolition Man, I would complain a lot less.
0: <laughs> <laughs> she certainly, she was, certainly game. I'll say that. Yeah. She certainly gave. But she's um, like...
4: That was when I first noticed her and just the way that she turned a completely token role into a wonderful, delightful, you know, hilarious, enjoyable character.
0: She certainly matched her meat in that film.
4: Yes.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: We then asked, uh, what's your favorite Race Against Time type film? Uh, Scott writes, not my favorite, but Nick of Time is painfully underrated. I agree. Yeah. Uh, Joe writes, Can Run? Uh, Tammy writes, 88
0: Minutes. I don't agree. Oh, no. no. Uh, wait, wait Aaron, 88 Minutes with Pacino? Yes. There's someone that actually likes that movie? I, I Maybe she just read a Race Against Time film.
1: Okay. Well, <laughs> well to each their own. Uh, Aaron writes, <laughs> Aaron writes cr- Crank uh, Linda writes, It's a Mad, 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 Mad World. <laughs> uh, Philip writes, Return of the King. Uh, Bob writes, Skipping the Obvious, Back to the Future and Inception. I would say, 25th
0: Hour. Is that really a race against time? It's more like, a, I'm going to I guess gonna he's leisure... going to go to prison. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's gonna, like he's like more like, leis- he's like leisurely. <laughs> he's he's just, gotta, he is smart to that movie. <laughs> he's got Will Edward
4: Norton make the most of the time he has left before serving a, ma- a seven-year right. jail sentence?
0: Come on, Doyle. Yeah. And he's running with the dog. <laughs> <laughs> Punch me in the face so I don't get ass-raped. Uh, anyway. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm finally ga- I'm yeah. going to leave that in. I'm going to le- I'm gonna make the volume on that one much louder. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Graham right. Uh, way back time, uh, adventures in Babysitting. Good movie. Huh. Not good movie? The Sitter.
0: Going, moving on. Oh. Uh, is there a movie that you've watched despite knowing it w- That you've never watched despite knowing it was good, but because the premise was too unsettling? Adam Gentry, guest on... Previous guest on the show, future guest on the show, wrote Irreversible, and most films involving child abduction. That's fair. Hmm. Um, Robert, Robert James, friend of the show, put Lolita, because I don't want the book ruined, but I have watched... I have to watch it soon for volume three of his book, and he's not happy about it. <laughs> the Jeremy uh,
4: Irons one is very good.
0: That's Is that the Kubrick one? No, the other one. Oh, the, oh no, it's not. The Adrian yeah. Lynn. The Adrian, yeah. Yes. I'm out of here. Um, Jeanette put, yes, anything about dogs. I know I, they always have sad parts.
1: This is true. What's up, dogs?
0: Hello? <laughs> um, Christine, back again, put The Godfather, Titanic, 127 Hours, and most Tarantino movies. <laughs> she doesn't Uh, watch much Rebecca has Schindler's List and Callum agrees he says yep I've seen bits and pieces of this but would struggle to sit down and watch the whole thing Hmm. and now uh, it's question time we asked
1: we asked uh, some folks if they want some questions answered uh that they've been, like, burning to have answered by Aaron and Evan. And, and I'll, I'll say
0: this right now. We have a lot of these questions. And I, I mean, so we, we might have, not get to all of them. But we do have them, and we will ask them eventually. Some of them tie into other movies more. There's a lot of Marvel-related questions that I have on the docket, so we'll get to those when we get to, like, Thor yeah. and stuff like that. Aaron, did you want to choose one? Oh, uh, no, you, I, I got a peer for you. All you, right,
1: you can go. so, yeah. One of the questions that we had is, uh, I heard that Seagal is doing, uh, is going, is game to do Under Siege 3. How do you guys feel about this?
0: <laughs> Scott, <laughs> Whatever I, gets Andrew Davis employed again. Scott, do, do you <laughs> and I agree that, that 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 Dark Territory is amazing? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. I, I, think, uh, I think it's as so good uh, as the first film. I Yeah, I really, really? like Under Siege 2 Dark Territory. <laughs> um, I, I don't know if Seagal could still outrun a train collision, but <laughs> I'd certainly be willing to watch a movie like that. <laughs> if, um, if he was in a submarine and it was collapsing behind him and he had to move his, his, his very fat self around the submarine, <laughs> I'd watch the hell out of that movie. I'm All sure. All we gotta do is
1: shoot him filming, or we'd have to film him running, and you know everyone would be on board for that.
4: Well, they just shoot it at a at a slower frame rate. Yeah, and then, <laughs> yeah, but
0: then like we put it in forty eight frames per second. Of course. Yes. <laughs> uh, no. No, I the, think Eric is,
4: is awesome in *Under Siege* too. Yeah, that
0: Ruby hmm. is delightful. Catherine <laughs> Heigl. That's the That's maybe the. Oh, that, oh that's one. what it yes. is. That's <laughs> the, maybe one of the few times I liked her in a movie. Yes. Right. Um, okay, we got the next question. So yes, I, how do I how do I feel about this? Amazing about it. Let's see it. I'm surprised Machete hasn't given Seagal many more movies already. <laughs> um, you know, I think if he just lose weight, they'd probably be people willing to hire him just for kitch factor. There you go. Philip asks: Is there a? Gen- this is a good question. Is there generally a bias among Academy voters and critics against movies that are heavy on CG effects? Um, mm-hmm. I would say there is one against. There's there's one against giving it to to the movie for like the be all end all categories. I, I think it's very rare to see movies like I don't know Avatar Avatar win something for things like best director or even in the in the terms of like acting categories. And the last time I think we saw something like that was maybe Aliens, where you have like a movie like that that has like a like it's huge Scorpion Weaver was nominated for best actress in Aliens, and I think that's true. That's a great accomplishment on that part because that yes. is, is already awesome. And it has a legit amazing performance from from, from Sigourney Weaver in that film. Okay. But uh, any thoughts, on Scott? Any thoughts on that? Uh, yes, I
4: believe that's unfortunately the case. I think, you know, Zoe Zeldana should have gotten nominated for Avatar personally. Um, and frankly, I think that year Avatar, you know, whether it's the best film of the year or not, it was one of the best films of the year. And I think it darn well should have won, at least for, for you know, I mean, it's, it's I know there was there was a certain indication to give it to, you know, Catherine Bigelow for political
0: reasons. Um, Which they then like screw themselves over because like oh now we can't do it for zero Dark thirty exactly
4: that, that's frustrating yeah. a better a much a much 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 better movie um but no yeah I I think there is and I think if Sandra Bullock does not get a nomination for for Gravity that'll be why because there's no other good reason not to nominate her for this film other than boohoo she's surrounded by CGI um so yes I think there is a bias unfortunately
1: is yes. Do you think there will ever be another Buffy? Meaning a show with a strong female lead not sidelined by male characters that actually develops a cult following?
0: Have, well, there's, there's, have there been shows like that already? Alias. Alias is a good example. Fringe. Fringe is a good example. I mean example. it's
4: it's you know, it's a it's slightly an ensemble show, but she was the lead throughout, and it was always her story,
0: her journey. Um
1: so I guess there, there's always yeah, – I guess can, there, there have been subsequent shows. and I think you can, you, can make an argument,
0: you can make an argument for Game of Thrones. Um, yeah. Just because, uh, like, Khaleesi's uh, co- yeah. not – she's not really with the rest of the cast in that show. And her storyline is certainly bolst- is based on her coming into her own as a strong female character.
4: Uh, homeland to a certain extent.
0: To I mean, yeah, it's, extent, it's yeah. a, it's a twofer,
4: seen. but it's, it's her story. It's her journey. Yeah, I, I think Strong I think in general
1: not Similar male characters that action jobs. Mm, would you guys say the Americans? With uh Carrie Carrie Russell?
0: Um, I would put that in there. I mean I, it's just like it's not a show that's it, I mean, we need more of that show. Basically, that's what I'm saying. But I mean, um, I, yeah. I think in terms of the question being asked, like Alias is probably the best example. But I mean, there needs—I don't. I'm trying to think of shows that like are are called nice. are like you know have something similar to being called Buffy right. or where they're called that female character. This is that character yeah. show. Was,
4: was Xena before or after Buffy? I know they ran around the same time. That was, which that
0: was started the start before. Yeah. Okay.
4: Um, no, I think in general, you know, television is a lot kinder to women than movies are. And I think it's one of the reasons why you see so many prestigious actresses finding themselves on television dramas because, you know, on, you know, on television, you know, uh, what's her name? For, see, now I feel bad. I just Marge Hel- Helgenberger, whatever her name is, yeah. you know, is a lead for eight years on CSI. In movies, she's Kevin Costner's supportive stupid wife who runs on a treadmill while he runs around killing people, you know. <laughs> On television, Mary Louise Parker is the lead on Weeds.
0: Was that that, that Field of Dreams you were talking about?
4: (laughs) Yes. Um, No, it was uh, Mr. Brooks.
0: Yeah,
4: (laughs) I think so. But no, I... I, So if if you're not specific specifically to action shows, yes, I think there's been a lot of strong female-centric shows in the last, you know, 10 years or so. Uh, I think the problem is The Sopranos sort of brought about where everybody wanted to have their you know, dark and gritty male anti hero. And those start to get taken far more seriously than the likes of Nurse Betty or Weeds or Damages. Um
0: damages is a good so example.
4: They exist, but they're not taken as seriously
0: by the critical establishment. Which is a problem in general. I guess the good wife. Yes, exactly. The good yeah. wife. Yeah. Alright, um, last thing, uh, not a question, more of a statement, but I just like Izzy, so <laughs> he, he gives us a lot of content <laughs> to, to go pull from. Um, not a question, but we need more gritty Boston crime movies done by the athletes. that's all. That's all I had to say. <laughs> <laughs> Great <laughs> statement, Izzy. Thanks, Izzy. <laughs> yeah. Gives us feedback we could use. Um, okay, that was a lot of feedback, guys. Thank you so much for that. We appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, let's get to box office. Um, each week we go over the box office totals for the week and find out if our previous predictions were anywhere close to what actually happened. And uh, let's let's recall what happened last week. Abe, do you remember your very, very, very silly prediction?
3: Well, it,
1: it was silly just because I thought that, again, this would be like an, an adult-type film where people were going to see the trailers and not be interested because the trailers showed largely nothing that they would be interested in. Like It's basically a movie about space. But, uh, yeah, I, I said third place with, I think, $17 million. $11 million. Oh. Eleven.
0: Yeah. Oh. Um Aaron Fink put twenty two million. Leah Ducy put second place of seventeen million. I said first place of twenty four million, which makes me the de facto winner, but I'd be even ashamed that I could not predict the massive amount of money that Gravity was able to pull in this weekend. Scott, would you like to provide us a an abbreviated thought on, on what Gravity did this weekend? Only abbreviated? Yeah. Um
4: <laughs> No, it did fifty five million dollars this weekend, which is an incredible triumph any way you look at it. You know, Bravo American moviegoers, bravo. Um, you know, the, uh, it's the kind, you know, it did 80% of its business in 3d, which is good news for 3d. It did 20% of its business in IMAX, which is the first time in history that an IMAX release has done 20% or more in an opening over $50 million. Um, this is the biggest October debut of all time. It's the biggest fall debut, October or September of all time. It's in the top 10. For debuts of all time of something that is purely, absolutely an original concept, not a sequel, not a remake, not an adaptation, whatever. Um, it's just below, above Dead with fifty-four million, and it's just above. Ooh, I closed my browser. I don't remember what it was. Just above Valentine's Day, the movie with
0: fifty-six million dollars. Believe it or not. Um. Tonight's the night. Indeed. Uh, <laughs> 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 That's New Year's Eve, but it's the same thing.
4: Um. But anyway. No, it's a huge, huge win for Warner Brothers marketing. You know, bravo to them, and I, I, I say that a lot because it's easier. I don't want to say easy. It's easier to open The Dark Knight Rises at 160 million dollars. It's hard to open Magic Mike at 37 million, or The Great Gatsby at 50, you know, 51 million, or Gravity at 55 million. So you know, I hope they all got lots of champagne this weekend hmm. bonuses and a new car. Cause they darn well deserved it. Hmm. They marketed the movie without spoiling the crap out of the movie. I might add, Yep. Uh, which is something to be said. And if the level of discourse on my Twitter feed is any indication, it's going to be playing for the rest of the year. Um, and for one thing, I, I think I should add, this is important. Sandra bullet movies usually have really long legs. You know, in this day and age where a good weekend to final multiplier is three, her films generally do four multipliers, four and a half, five. The the, the blind side did seven and a half times its opening weekend, which wow. puts gravity at four hundred and twenty million dollars, by the way. Probably not gonna happen, but let's just throw it out there for fun. Uh, even if it does three and a half times its opening weekend, it does $195 million, which you throw in Oscar buzz, and there will be Oscar buzz. It's gonna, I, I, I would be shocked if this movie doesn't do over $200 million. Now, that doesn't mean it's a flop, if it only does $160. Uh, I don't want to be that guy. Um, but it had a 3.17 weekend multiplier. Um, it jumped up by a third from Friday to Saturday which never happens for a live action movie, period. It just doesn't happen. Um, so long story short, huge opening weekend, huge triumph for the industry in general. This is the kind of film that makes people want to, reminds people why they go to the theaters in the first place um, in every sense of the word. And people love it. Everybody you've talked to, pretty much everybody you've talked to, got you know feels they got their money's worth. They're telling their friends to go. I would not be surprised if it doesn't their 40 million next weekend. Um, but again, I don't, you know, I'm always wary of saying statements like that because I don't want to be the guy that said, Oh, I thought it would do 40 and it only did 25. Boo. Um, but no, I think it's going to be, I think it's going to have a very small drop next weekend um, because it is ironically because paranormal activity moved to next year for whatever reason, it's pretty much the only horror game in town. Sorry, Carrie. <laughs> um, I, I don't think that's really going to fill the bill. So it's going to play as a de facto scary movie for the entire month of October. And it keeps those IMAX screens, I think, until Catching Fire. I don't think Thor's get going to, is Thor on IMAX? Thor's on IMAX. Drat, never mind. It keeps them for a solid month. Um, unless Ender's game is an IMAX. It Ender's keeps his yeah. It keeps
0: <laughs> them for, for three weeks. <laughs> Captain Phillips is an IMAX. <laughs>
4: God, no <damn> it! <laughs> it is. <laughs> it's in limited IMAX. In in IMAX. <laughs> uh, but here's what I think is gonna happen.
0: Runner a runner's movie IMAX right now. <laughs> no.
4: <Nah! laughs> Machete kills an IMAX. Um, but no, in all honesty, this is the kind of movie that IMAX is made for. The kind of movie 3D is made for. What I think is gonna happen, it's gonna make a gajillion dollars, you know. Um, and I think it's gonna return to IMAX in February, January, when the Oscar season is in full yeah, bloom.
0: Just like the Dark Knight did.
4: Because Robocop ain't gonna do it. Sorry, folks. <laughs>
0: Saw that trailer uh, in IMAX. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah.
4: Yeah. Disappointment in three stories, or however tall an IMAX screen is. Ten stories. Um, but anyway, um, yeah, it's a huge, huge win in every sense of the word. It's Sandra Bullock's biggest opening. It's George Clooney's biggest opening. Um, it's one of the biggest openings off the top of my head for a female-driven movie. Um, it might be the biggest other than The Hunger Games off-and, other than the, maybe the Twilight films. But even that was, you know, a two-hander between her and, and Robert Pattinson. Um, and Short's Boy. Yes, and Short's Boy. Um, but no, I mean, I, I could talk all day about what a huge win it is. But again, you know, nice work, American moviegoers. For once, you didn't let us
1: down.
0: All right. Uh, Yeah. right. Uh, let's move on here. Um, let's get, let's, well, actually, let's move on to this. What time is it, Abe?
1: Oh, Aaron, is it that time for uh, games?
4: That was really loud. Damn,
2: that was so loud. Damn oh right it God. was. <laughs> <laughs> just, go loud or go home!
0: Just like Gravity. And it stops. Uh, and I cut it that way in the editing. <laughs> so, Alright, I got a game, guys. This one's called Bullocks Over Broadway. Yeah. Hold oh, for laugh. I have... Cl- everyone close their Sandra Bullock browser right now. Do that. I'm watching you. Oh. God. Okay. I am going to read a description... Powered by IMDb of an, of a Sandra Bullock movie, and you have to guess what movie that is. As some of you might know, to ring in, you have to say your name first and then say the name of the movie. That's new. Uh, yeah, you haven't been on in a while. I don't um, like
3: that.
0: Yeah, it helps. Um, it keeps everything more you know easy to get going. So yeah, say your name first, then <laughs> say the answer. Um, if I need to, I'll try to drop a word if it makes it too easy, but for the most part, um, I'm just gonna read these straight up. Um, so this one, I'll get, I'll toss you a softball right here. A young cop must prevent a bomb exploding aboard a sea. Godspeed. Place. Godspeed, thank you. Uh, a young Godspeed, cop must. Pe- uh, okay, good job. Uh, Robert De Niro, Godspeed. Um, okay, Scott's on the board. All right. Try to let me finish the whole thing. <laughs> let's have a little word. Oh, you didn't that say really that. they you're just adding rules. Yeah, well, no, I, it was a softball, that first one. Okay. But try to let me finish the whole thing now. Okay, here we go. Here's the next one. A computer programmer stumbles upon a conspiracy, putting her life and the lives of those around her in great danger. Scott. the oh, Annette. Yeah. That was a tie, I think, between Abe and Scott. I didn't hear Jordan, because I assumed Split. he Oh, my
2: God. <laughs> I spoke so quickly. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here's
0: the next one. Ticket-collecting romantic pretends to be engaged to an unconscious man but can't fool his brother. Jordan. Scott, you were sleeping. Jordan. Jordan. Got the correct answer. See,
4: I didn't know you had stopped yet, so I had to wait for you to stop talking. Yeah, can you say stop? <laughs> no, I'm not going to say stop. <laughs> I
0: mean, what pass. is this, a telegram? Fine, then I'm
4: going to interrupt you.
0: Oh, my God. Okay. Got to say stop at the end of these sentences now? Oh, okay.
2: Uh, Scott's interrupting. Here's anyway.
0: the next one. A big city newspaper columnist is forced to enter a drug and alcohol rehab center after ruining her sister's wedding and crashing a stolen a Stop. Scott, 28 days later. That is incorrect. I mean... No, yes, they correct!
1: Jordan, 28 days. 28 days is the correct yes.
4: answer. Yes. I
0: chose that one because I knew, someone would, I knew someone <laughs> would say 28 days later and not 28 <laughs> days. Here's the next one. Two gifted high school students execute a perfect murder, then become engaged in an intellectual contest with a seasoned homicide detective. Stop. Scott, uh, Murder by Numbers. Murder by Numbers is the correct answer.
2: Right. Oh, yeah, I completely forgot about that movie.
0: Abe, you gotta get back at this game here. tied Scott no, seriously. Tie Scott's here.
2: like destroying it here.
0: Okay. Here we go. A lawyer decides that she's used too much like a nanny by her boss, so she walks out on him. Stop.
1: Scott, takes uh, notice. Yes, that one. Damn it!
0: Scott is correct. <laughs> Sorry. Here's the next one, which starts with a name of a character, which already abuses me. Bertie Calvert stop Bernie Calvert must choose between her morals and her heart after her husband divorces her and a charming young man who her daughter disapproves of comes back into her life stop nope
2: uh, demolition man <laughs> love potion number nine
0: this is not a Nicholas Sparks book
2: <laughs> uh
1: I don't know Abe. Hey, Hope Floats
0: that is the correct answer. Oh, yes! yes. <laughs> good job, Abe. <laughs> Pulling it out. Yes! Number two. After I like Abe, six. Did, Abe did everything he could to make it sound like he doesn't love that movie, and then he said it half-hand just because he knew he'd get the point. <laughs> you even like know that. the song.
1: <laughs> I, yeah, I love Chances
4: it. Chances are, I don't remember. It opens, Bob Seger. It was a good Bob Seger song. <laughs> Abe loves Harry
1: Connick Jr. He, he Who he, doesn't? He, hey, I, after
4: the tongue-lashing he gave those contestants at American Idol, so do I.
1: I didn't see that, but now I'll have to check that out. Is that a sexual euphemism?
4: <laughs> no,
0: not at all. I don't generally watch American Idol, but I did see the clip, and it was awesome. I saw that tongue lashing. Um, okay, here we go. Next one. Depressed housewife learns her... That's the description of the character. Depressed housewife learns her husband was killed in a car accident the day previously, he awakens <laughs> the next morning to find what? her alive and well at home, and then awakens the next day to find in a world which she still did. Stop. Scott, premonitions. Premonition is the correct answer. Oh. <laughs> Oh, that's a weird description for crash. <laughs> <laughs> depressed, racist housewife. Yeah. Sorry, depressed, ah. bigoted housewife. Let's use our words correctly. <laughs> Here we go. We all crash into each other. Um, a computer hacker breaks into the computer system of Seaboard Legend Cruise Lighter and sets it out a speeding ah. collision. course, oh, <laughs> oh, into oh, a gigantic oil movie. tanker. Come on, Scott. It's oh, <laughs> D- <two. laughs> Cruise control.
3: <laughs>
0: Terrence Howard says, Oh, man. Here's, here's the- <laughs> Have you stopped yet? I, I didn't hear the I didn't stop. Hear the stop. <laughs> I, I hesitated. Um, okay. So, a, <laughs> you're not winning. You are. <laughs> a soon-to-be-married man encounters an exciting stranger after his plane suffers an accident on takeoff. Stop. Scott forces of nature. Forces of nature. <laughs> that is maybe the the worst movie I've seen with amazing cinematography. Fair enough. <laughs> anyone's ever sat down to watch Forces of Nature? That movie is amazingly well shot. Who directed it? I Ben
2: Affleck. Terrence Malick. Ben Affleck. It was just,
0: <laughs> it was just a little... The Boston. Before, Before God baby, be God, he made an, Ali Smith, an Alan Smithy joint and it was worse adventure. <laughs> um, last question. Here we go. Go. We're eight points. No, no, it is. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. After years of mother-daughter tension, Siddeley receives... A, a name, too. Siddeley <laughs> receives a scrapbook detailing the wild adventures of the blanks her mother's... Girlhood Friends.
2: Jordan Lakehouse. I don't know.
4: S- Scott, The Divine Secrets of the Ya-Ya Sisterhood? That is correct for the win.
2: What? Nicholson. Oh my god, yes. Scott, oh. you are amazing. This
4: is why I don't play Scene it, it with people.
0: Same. Yeah, we, <laughs> Scott and I should play Scene It together. We <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> burn a house down there. playing it. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. uh, Scott, you're our winner. Woohoo! Big, dig, Woo-hoo. Ling, ling.
4: <laughs> I kept waiting for you to mention the Lakehouse because I actually like the Lakehouse.
0: I'm the guy that likes the lake house. The plot description on IMDb was too complicated for me to copy. <laughs> 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 that is a true statement. <laughs> it was too that, the same for a couple other movies I didn't mention on here. But that is how you play bullets over Broadway. Awesome. Okay. Next up, we got yeah, that was great. Out now presents what's out now. These are new movies coming out on DVD and Blu-ray and VOD or whatever else this week. Uh, first up, we have Hangover Part Three. If uh, you hate to laugh, Hangover Part <laughs> Three. <laughs> If you hate to laugh, I'm sorry that just tickled me the right way. <laughs> I gave you I gave quite the tongue lashing I did. Yes. Uh, okay. Next up, we have After Earth, a Smith joint.
2: Love it. Uh,
4: Liked it. It wasn't that bad. It was a charming boys' adventure story.
0: Um, next up, we have The Purge. Oh, God, <laughs> this is nonstop work for me. Um, <laughs> see that one? It's it's a movie. That's p- uh, just, just see your next. Oh wait, you did and you loved it, so don't see the Purge. Exactly. Um, much a ad- t <laughs> Go see the Purge. Um, <laughs> he loved your <her> next. <laughs> um, <Yeah>. He listens. <laughs> so and Insidious too. There's an asterisk too. over that last statement. Uh, much ado about nothing. I liked it. Did it. you? Um, we'll see it soon. Uh Curse of Chucky. Uh, oh, I, really I have to yeah. I have to review the Blu-ray this week. I'm, I'm kind of <gasps> excited, actually.
4: Uh, I, it's been on VOD for a little bit, but I was waiting for the D V the, the Blu ray.
0: Yeah. It's a it's, they had some kind of scare go, like you could buy you could buy it for twenty bucks or rent it for three. <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> oh wait, it's available? <laughs> uh, yes, yes. Uh, yeah. Oh my god, I'm gonna watch it tonight. we yeah, will do a commentary. <laughs> Just, I, just, I just throw that out there. I love doing commentary. I am so ridiculously excited for this movie. Um, I did not know it was out yet.
0: Last up, we have Europa Report. And I mention this because it actually fits with Gravity. Uh, I yeah, like Europa is. Report quite a bit. It's very – it's not the it's not the best space – I mean, because Gravity exists, so it's by de facto not the best space movie you'll see. But it has characters that don't make stupid decisions, and that's a movie I can admire. So, yeah, Europa Report comes out this week, and uh, it could use – I'd like to see that make more money. It would be a nice little tiny success. Uh, Okay, and uh, let's let's talk about next week. Next week's show, we have Captain Phillips. This is the new film from director Paul Greengrass, starring Tom Hanks, and various African names that I'm not about to pronounce. I'll wait till next show to do that. I'll leave you with suspense on that one. Uh,
4: (laughs) They kidnap Tom Hanks and demand a tripod as a ransom.
0: That's correct, yeah. This is (laughs) yourself a true story. Uh, Bombing Somali pirates versus the nicest guy in show business. (laughs) uh, (laughs) That's the uh, that's the movie we're going to talk about next week um how many let's see how that's it is that has a limited IMAX release that makes no difference to me whatsoever or the box office numbers uh but captain phillips opens on three thousand screens screens the biggest release next week machete kills also opens next week um, gravity will still be in theaters uh to point out some paul greengrass features uh green zone didn't quite set the world on fire but the born ultimatum certainly did with a 70 million dollar opening weekend united 93 good close relation except this is a little bit you know plays a little bit broader i'd imagine um and probably a little less heavier although i hear it's quite exciting so i'm excited to see it um but uh yeah i can't think of my, i mean what director relates to <laughs> to uh, captain Phillips offhand i don't know um but whatever with all that said what it's do we 2 think? cruise control These 2 cruise yeah that's actually yeah that is yeah good one <laughs>
3: <laughs> thoughts on the box office next week uh
1: We're able- I'd like to see Gravity stay number one, but uh, I'd probably say uh, uh, Captain Fellows comes in uh, yikes, that's tough. Mm. I'm going to say first place with uh, probably uh, I don't know. I don't know. What is a good number? $33 million. That's
0: actually a good number, I'd say. Good reasonable guess, eh? (laughs) Abe. Jordan? It bombs next week. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) <laughs>
2: um, I I think Gravity is going to be number one again. Like I said before, I think it's it's a movie people are going to want to see multiple times in theaters and bring their friends to it. Um, I I guess 33? Uh, be... Second place? Oh, sorry, first place, Gravity. Oh, first
0: place. No, but uh, to Captain Phillips.
2: Oh, okay, sorry. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, second place with 28?
0: Hmm. Scott, thoughts?
4: Machete kills number
0: one. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, it could be. <laughs> no, it won't. Um, <laughs>
4: uh, <laughs> um, no, they'll be still, they'll be thrilled with ten million on that one, um, especially because it's open road, which is much smaller than who, Fox. Fox did Fox. the first one. Yeah, um, kiss those overseas guys goodbye. Captain Phillips is the number we're trying to predict. Yeah. Okay. Fine. Uh, Captain Phillips does twenty million bucks. We're,
0: we're running long. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry. Captain Phillips
4: does. Uh, Gravity does forty. Captain does twenty. Machete does five, that's seven. Good. I don't know. Who cares? It's
0: not a number heard. <laughs> yes, it does. If I may add, yes, it does. Um, that's, not, that's That makes it very exciting for me. Um, see, all the boys love Andy Maine on demand now. Not um,
3: bad. Yeah.
4: Which, ironically, will be in theaters next weekend, same yes. weekend as Machete Kills. There you go.
0: <laughs> you, you heard? Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. I've done with that forever. I will say second place I because I, I do think the mix of Gravity being amazing and people liking Gravity and Captain Phil was being R-rated and slightly – I don't know about heavier because Gravity is not exactly light. But, I mean, it's dealing with, like, hey, Smalley Pirates. Um, so I'm going to say second place. But I'll still say, like, like a strong – it's a strong like twenty five million. Tom Hanks, you know, whatever. Let's do that. Um, if it if it dwindles the amount that Lyric Crown made in the theaters, I'll be all the more happier. <laughs> Least favorite film of two thousand eleven. Okay, moving on. Um, that's it. <laughs> We've moved hey, on to nothing, yeah. guys. We've done it. We've done our massive Woo-hoo! gravity podcast. Very happy to have you guys here. That's gonna do it this week. For out now, Theron and Abe. You can find more of my work in my personal blog at thecodeazik where you can find all my written movie reviews as well as at YSLBlue.com for my blue reviews. You my also find Twitter.com slash Aaron's PS3. Abe?
1: And you can find more fun stuff at walrusmooselife.com and Twitter.com slash walrusmoose. Hashtag the last of us is not done yet. Scott? Forbes.
2: Uh, yeah, Forbes.
0: <laughs>
2: Jordan? Uh, Twitter at Amsterdam chap.
0: I can't wait to find another thrilling damn dirty blog entry. Um. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, okay. It's not funny. It's not, no. <laughs> I'm <afraid> you're writing. <laughs> um, sorry. Is there a joke I'm missing? No, he, he hasn't posted He He's done an update in the, a while. Since the trailer of Oz the Great and Powerful, I believe, is the Whoa. last Um. But yeah, you can... On that <laughs> note, you can don't find more me. than... <laughs> Thanks, Jordan, for being on your last out. No, no, of no. You can find all the episodes of Out Now at 3188, including the many wonderful ones featuring Jordan Grout, at iTunes and Stitcher. Also at com, You can find all the other shows there, including the Walking Dead TV podcast, The Legion of Dudes, Half Hour Wasted, and the Ichapod Cranecast, which I host with <laughs> frequent guests of the show, Maxwell and Brandon. We talk about this Fox series Sleepy Hollow on a weekly basis, and we're having fun doing it.
1: You can also check us out over at outnow.podcast.com where you can find the latest uh, releases as well as exclusives such as Q&As and our Nights episodes. Uh, Check us out over at youtube.com slash outnowpodcast for the main reads which might be switching up uh, pretty soon here.
0: You can also email us at at outnowpodcast.gmail.com Feel free to let us know if we used way too many hyperbolic statements to describe gravity or if you just thought it was as amazing as we did.
1: Interact with us over at facebook.com slash outnowpodcast where we will answer your questions as well as you can ask us questions that we'll answer on the air.
0: Twitter.com slash outnow underscore podcast. Feel free to follow us. I, I'm, I've, I've been really bad about re, like putting the, the questions that we do on Facebook on Twitter as well, but I'm going to try to do that this week as well. to try mm. to keep that in mind.
1: And also check us out uh, over at outnowpodcast.tumblr.com where we kind of reblog things as well as post our new shows and uh, post up things that we find fun around the Internet.
0: And, uh, yeah, that is going to do it for this week's episode. Stay tuned for later in the week. We will post a more spoiler-heavy Episode based on based on Gravity and you know more thoughts that we had on the film. But for now, uh, that's going to do it. Thank you, Scott and Jordan, for coming on the show with us today. Always a Thank pleasure. You. I'm glad to be back. It's great fun. And uh, yeah, until next time. So long and goodbye.
3: So I was into that. It's such a, no. such well, a you're, strange choice though. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: what's the one where Robin Williams is that weird serial killer and Al Pacino is... Jack.
0: Insomnia. Insomni- <laughs> <laughs> Jack! Exactly! What uh, are these? Gonna gonna take one all, we, should, we should take all of those and put them in slow motion. Each week out now, we talk about one main movie of the week, but we always have other movies that we see during the week, so we have a little separate called Iron Wiggies. He was a big supporter of Martin Luther King, too. That's why he's black now. Is that too far? Is that... (laughs)